to the city of Oshwamp. Uh, I'm Don. Um, we're going to go around the table and say who we are, and then John's going to read the recap. Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Don, again. <laughs> all still Don. Uh, and I play Ethier Revia, the Grave Domain Cleric. Get it all out now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm Paul, and I play Felix. I'm Sarah, and I play Retora. And I'm DJ, and I play Nesgrim. And I am John, the dungeon master for the city of Oshwamp. The monster. The monster of Oshwamp. Everyone else. I am. Yeah, so anyway, last time when we played the episode uh, of A Morning of Mourning, uh, Felix returned from the gallows. It was still the night that Jerky was executed. Uh, Felix returned to the quiet night, joining his friends uh, with Elisa during dinner. Uh, eventually finally conveying the notion that Jerky was indeed executed and did not at the time know why. Uh, eventually, after conversing for a little while and gathering a bit more information from Elisa about the city of Oshwamp itself, we tucked in for the morning. The next day had a bland breakfast again uh, before setting out for the day as Ethier offered to take people to the Tattered Tomes, but first to stop it. A place called the Beggar's Market, a squarish area that offers vacant stalls for people who cannot afford to own a shop to show up and sell various goods for the day. But at the Beggar's Market is a board, a bounty board, effectively, that our companions investigated and took four jobs, one apiece, one of them taking us to the Tattered Tomes at the request of the owner, Katie. Uh, we went to the Tattered Tomes. We met Katie, who is a very aloof and energetic, delightful little gnomish woman uh, who discussed some peculiar things. I have to say peculiar while Paul's not here. Paul, peculiar! Uh, <laughs> things with everyone. <laughs> some things with everyone. Uh, DJ, well, Nesgrim asking about any knowledge... Katie may have about celestially touched beings, at which she replied, I don't know what that word means. Yeah. Uh, curious in and of its own self. Bossamar. Bossamar. The Bossamars. Uh, we then accepted Katie's request to deliver a crate of books to Sister Madeline's in Slums North. On the way, we stopped at uh, the Overflowing Barrel, a small general goods store. Felix went inside and purchased a cloak from the owner, Beatrice. Uh, there was four, There were four <laughs> cloaks, bless you, at the time. Thank you. And four patrons attempting to buy it, and Felix walked in and mm, deliciously snatched that. Paid full price, though, so that's why he got it. Uh, we then went through the entirety of the lower half of that street, uh, through towards the eastern walls of Slums West, which Ether then led everybody up directly to the area where the tunnel passes, gaining access to Slums North. Each of these tunnels that offer passage through a different district of the city is about 20-ish feet in a diagonal depth, where it is a uh, similar to a bridge, the underpass, where it is a half-conical height like an archway. Each side is guarded by a gate, which only the guards are permitted to elevate. Uh, Ether said hello to the guard of West Slums that works in the morning shift, uh, Eli, who Ether had a little bit of a, not, not negative interaction with, but a man who, as Felix eventually discerned, 
could tell was joking about Ethier, mm-hmm. as though there is some kind of duplicitous joke situation going on with Ethier inside of the city of Oshwamp. We went towards North Slums, finding the guard to North Slums on the inside of the tunnel, not on the outside in the district. He offered and opened the gate and said goodbye, good luck, and immediately closed it behind our friends. As they entered into Slums North, they found no laborers digging out the snow. We were up to about 8 to 10 inches worth of snow on the ground. We could see as we passed through the incredibly dilapidated, ruinous area of North Slums that there were what looked like the depths of snow angels having sunk into the ground. As we walked by them, Ritora wanted to check to make sure the people were alive. And when I asked if she wanted to go close to them, she (laughs) said, no, (laughs) no. (laughs) I feel like that was the right answer. It probably was. Probably. I won't say yes or no. Now we'll never know. Yes. It wasn't the right choice. Yeah. Uh, the world may never know. The people know. moaned as they went by. We passed by the large uh, ceremonial cemetery, I suppose I'll call it, that exists in the North Slums adjacent to the gallows. The much larger gallows that exist here in North Slums. We watched as very poor, emaciated families desperately attempted to shove snow out of the homes in which they call their only sense of sanctuary and safety, and finally arrived at Sister Madeline's that exists in the northeast corners of North Slums. When we approached, we could see that it was a massive building, larger than any that we had seen previously in Slums West or Slums North. It looked ruinous, but moderately well repaired, uh, with, you know, stains and signs of obvious decay and erosion over the years, but mostly intact. Uh, Dozens of shuttered windows lined the lower floors and the upper floors, and a large, ornate wooden door patched together, and we knocked. And it was answered by Sister Lauren, one of the younger women who work here in Sister Madeline's orphanage. We were welcomed inside and happily greeted and thanked for the delivery of the crate of books and after finally discovering that Sister Lauren was Sister Lauren, because we did not uh, immediately know that that was her name, we mistook her for Sister Madeline, uh, we were welcomed inside of the common area, having left the antechamber. And inside of the common area, we found a group of children playing what looked like Foursquare, and a young dwarf orphan boy with a red bandana and a short beard sitting with a book in his lap, Ethier approached and offered a new book to this poor dwarf boy and Grimdar looked up and said, oh. <laughs> so we, we met our beloved baby versions in the homage to our other campaigns who exist here as orphans and sister Madeline's. Uh, Ethier offered to read the book, The History of Turtles <laughs> to Grimdar. Uh, little baby Nina hit Grimdar in the head with a ball uh, little baby Bran was not here to read to Grimdar yet. Little baby Bran was off somewhere else doing something. Uh, Nesgrim asked if there is a, a baby Nikolai, and Sister Lauren confirmed that indeed there is. We asked about a bear of me, and I pointed to the bear fur on the ground. <laughs> bear me, no! Heartless as always, and it's my pleasure I to do so. I think that's the most outrage you've gotten out of this. It really was. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then as Ethier concluded reading the history of turtles, the origin of turtles, to little baby Grimdar, 
Uh, a, a slightly heavy-set woman with darker brown hair entered the common area, introducing herself as Sister Madeline, and greeted everyone so excitedly. Uh, as Ether shook her hand, he noticed that there was a, a thin silver bangle around her wrist, and attached to that silver bangle was a small grayish stone with flecks of deep red inside, and as Ether shook her hand, he saw those flecks of red glow. As each of the other companions shook her hand, outside of Felix, uh, we also witnessed those specks of uh, red inside of the bloodstone glow. When asking her about them, she confirmed to our crew that these are bloodstones, and those are the stones the patron stones of St. Ostador. And that was where we left off. We had just asked about the bloodstones. And she tells you, well, yes, these are bloodstones are the patron St. Ostador stones. They are given to the uh, sisters who serve at the highest directory of the orphanage who operated for a short time, and it is a gift from the cathedral. So thank you for your service and your sacrifice. Am I familiar with bloodstones at all? Uh, you are familiar with the fact that you've heard people discuss them, but people within these slums know are not adorned by bloodstones. Okay, so this is definitely more rare than normal stuff that I would see around, but not rare enough. That A I'm rarer like, stone. Sure, I'm not like off-put by it. Uh, no, you would not be off-put by the existence of it. Like, again, the people who exist in the areas of the slums that you live in, they don't possess stones. But you have heard people tell stories of returning from the mines, and some of the treasures that have been brought back have okay. been gemstones. Sorry, you want blood around. <laughs> She's upset. <laughs> she wants in. She wants in. <laughs> she wants in. She wants Sarah's got to let Midna out. She's... Very upset. Um, I'm going to just kind of look over to her. Uh, did she tell us that she she said that she got they got them from the cathedral? Correct. They okay. are gifted them from the cathedral. I also did. I will preface again by reminding everyone that she, as we completed our insight checks to see whether or not she was lying when she was struck stricken with disbelief as to the glowing of her bloodstone, was she not. is unaware of any thing you're talking about in terms of a glow or any kind of radiance emitting from this bloodstone. So she's never seen this prior. Okay. Um, do you know where the bloodstones come from before they are given to you? Where does the cathedral get them? Well, I I don't mind them. Uh, I would assume that that is where the cathedral has gathered most of its riches. It's the value of the mines inherently. Gra grandiose treasures. Beautiful artifacts to be brought back. Do they hire people often to go into the mines? The cathedral themselves? Yes. Oh, no. The cathedral does not hire expeditions. They so, simply take a tithe from those who return safely. As a donation... Of course, a donation. Yes. Yes. <laughs> of course. The correct. The an, correct. An optional donation, I assume? Define optional, my dear. 
optional as though you would like the gates to be opened when you return. That is optional. <laughs> Life does... living is optional as well, I suppose. Does does the cathedral run the comings and goings of the city then? Oh, we don't. They don't run it, no. Uh, but their influence is definitive. You can feel it all around you. Forgive me, so far I've only felt cold. Oh, yes. It's been snowing. That for is two most days commonly straight. confused with the influence of the cathedral. <laughs> chill in the air. So you'd say the cathedral's cold then? No, it's very warm, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> From what I have heard, they How about are. In demeanor? Are they cold in demeanor? Oh, no, they are quite welcoming and jovial and uh, charitable. Good to know. Yes. I'm in need of money. <laughs> I'm not sure that money. she is referring to that kind of charitable. I'm sure she's not, yes. What kind of charitable do you mean, Mr. Uh, Ethier? Uh, perhaps spiritually charitable. Oh, yes, perhaps uh, helping those that are in need of someone to look towards. That is why we offer this service here in the orphanage to provide that spiritual satiation for these lost children. Of course. <laughs> Lost oh, Where's Bran? <laughs> Lost. Would you like some breakfast? <laughs> some Bran. <laughs> so, not optional then. The tithe, the donation? Yes. Well, I would say that uh, people who do so return from the mines are aware it's in their best interest to offer it. And they are given gifts in return. That's good. Yes. Gifts is in the gate being opened. Yes. A gift. <laughs> Quite. Does she seem like... Like, in her mind, this is like, yes, that is a fantastic... Roll for insight. Gift. Yeah, that's... You can tell that there's an air of, like, haughtiness to her, as though she associates this with a higher privilege that exists within specific individuals of the city of Oshwamp, and that to her, the city offers its services to people, and in return for those services, donations are appropriately mm -hmm. made in return. You pay for the services. Mm -hmm. would, would you mind if I see that stone? Oh, uh, which one, darling? Oh, she holds out both hands. Oh, boy. How many stones? She has the one in the signet ring on her left hand and the one in the bracelet on her right wrist. Oh, they're the, they're the same stone? Correct. They are both bloodstones. May, may I see the bracelet? Oh, yes, of course. And she I'll extends just, her hands to you. I'll just kind of like look at it mm. feel it. Okay. Do you take her hand in your hands? Yes. Okay. You take, all. you know, you kind of lean down and inspect it. What particularly are you looking for about the stone? I don't, I don't really know. Okay, so you can tell. I don't tell really know what I'm looking at because I'm assuming I'm not familiar with it. Correct. Uh, yeah, you can tell that it is a very small stone, uh, maybe like a quarter of an inch in diameter. Uh, it is not polished. It is not perfectly rounded. It looks as though it's got little sets of uh, uh, different elevations. Like you can feel that there are bumps in it, so it looks a little worn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This might it does be... not glow. No. 
It does not glow. Interesting. Hmm. What were the conditions of it? just us shaking her hand before? Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what the conditions yeah, are. That's, that's true. We don't you know. You associate that's and assume, yes. As happened. far as the information that you have collected from this scenario, you associated it with shaking her hand. And that's all. Uh, how do the kids look as far as uh, health? I mean, they look well fed. Like, none of them look emaciated like the, the people that you saw outside in Slums North. They don't look, uh, you know, as though any of them are living a luxurious life. But sure. they're, they're dressed. Their clothes are, for the most part, clean. They are not, you know, uh, ripped or in shreds. They don't look like they are gifted patchwork belongings. You okay. can tell by the state of the area, like I had described previously, the interior is broken but well-maintained. Right. So you can tell that there were obviously stones and fractures in the wood and splintered areas, but those are fixed. It. Yes, yeah. they've been repaired. Okay. The children in here, in this common area, uh, there's the large bare fur on the ground. There's areas where the children are playing. The surfaces is solid wood. Again, same thing. Splintered areas, but well-repaired. And there are small little bookcases here as well for the children to store their books. Sure. So little they, chests they look of toys. Fine. Yeah, they look fine. Okay. They look absolutely fine. <sighs> did you guys see that stone glow as well? Uh, yes, I yeah. also did see the stone glow. I wonder why. I don't believe I did. You did. Most curious. Uh, again, I have never witnessed a glow in a bloodstone. Or in any stone. Three of us saw it, and the two of you did not, which is very curious. Oh, Mr. Felix did not see a glow. How very curious Were to you me. not looking at it, or... I don't remember. I don't know. It clearly person. doesn't glow when I... Yeah, he just was handling it just mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if we were marked in some kind of way. <laughs> M- marked? In, yeah. in what kind of way? Marked by what? Um, <clears throat> by whom? Not particularly sure. Oh. It's just a thought. Ah. Well, uh, have, this... you, have you been marked by something else in your life previously? <laughs> oh, maybe a curse? <laughs> Only emotionally. <laughs> Only emotionally. Uh, you didn't happen to mark us, did you? A what? You didn't mark us, did you? Mark you? Yes. Oh, I thought you said Marcus. <gasps> uh, no. I did not mark you. She, she lying? We're all friends. I yeah, I'm gonna also. Uh... <laughs> I will say she was genuinely confused mm-hmm. when the stone was glowing. That is a 17. I, I'm going to stop looking at it. Okay, so you back. remove your hand, or yeah. you let go of her hand, and yeah. she kind of slowly pulls her hand back. She Thank com- you. Of course. She completes her sentence to you guys, and you roll for your insights. 19 for me. Uh, she, again, seems confused by conceptually what you mean by the phrase mark you. Like, okay. she doesn't understand where you're going with your train of thought. So to Gosh, her, it's like a sense of bewilderment of, like, how could I mark you? Like, yeah. what are you like, what does that mean? implying? Yeah, exactly. Like, what are you implying that I could do? So for her, it's a little bit a sense of, again, bewilderment, like skepticism. Right, you can right. see that definitively she looks... I can't think of a like way to ask ...concerned her. as well that you're saying marked you. I'm going to whisper to Ethier so hopefully she can't hear. <laughs> right in front of her. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I don't know how to ask her if she marked us using magic without accusing her of being a magic user. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I hear this. 
I'll roll perception as well. That's a one. I don't hear you. Damn it. Perception. You're just muttering under your breath to yourself. Twelve. Okay. Do I make a stealth check then? Should I? It's, it's, you can hear the question. Okay. Yeah, because I'm not paying attention. I'm having a conversation As you whisper this to your crew, you can see that she just kind of like darts her eyes over mm-hmm. to the people that you're talking to. She just kind of like quickly looks over at Felix as you whisper something to your companions. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was just deciding where we want to eat later. I don't know who taught you manners, dear, but I, I consider it a bit rude to... Oh, I apologize. I was trying to find where I was. private want. conversations in a public forum. I was asking him to dinner and don't have enough to invite you as well. I, I really do apologize. Oh, for just... <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. I mean, I probably don't have enough money to invite her. Oh, my God. Yeah, here we go. Oh, that's a good roll. Okay. I mean, I'm only a six. Uh, all right, that's 23. With 23. Bonus. <laughs> so, I mean, she can tell that, like, that's probably not what you said, but she doesn't know definitively okay. what you said. So instead of, you know, driving the aggressive point, you know, she just right. kind of like, oh, all right, well, uh, didn't mean Sorry. to, you know, again, but uh, you can have those conversations. It's it's not something where I would be offended. Oh. I understand the state of things in Oshawa. Yes, yes, it's money. Times are tough. The economy's in shambles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> economy. <laughs> we have one of those. Yes. <laughs> the cathedral doesn't have all the money no definitely not yes I have no idea what you're talking about is, is there anything else that we could help you with uh, before we head back to the west district head back? Uh, yes uh, darling you know what day it is am I aware of <laughs> no okay. blank stares uh, I am not familiar with what you are referring to the morning after the esper the day after the esper the first oh. of Elsith well yes but I have have I traveled before or no uh, I mean yes but you've gone out <laughs> and sure. not been returning during the day <laughs> right uh-huh. uh huh I have always been able to pass freely I I'm unaware of any restrictions today. It is not so much of restriction and more a kind recommendation that you do not go outside until the following dawn. Is that because of all the snow? Partially. <laughs> Partially, yes. But does, it, does it have to do with the groans? Yes. Disgruntled people, uh, when they awaken without their belongings, uh, will say that crime is not just rampant, it is (laughs) overflowing. And I worry for your safety in the streets today. Thankfully, the guards will, uh, arrive in the evening and gather up the, uh, wicked doers and they will be uh, brought to justice at dusk. But until then, uh, things outside will be a bit more violent than I think would be best for you, young ones. What time is it? I mean, it's still early-ish in the day. Like, you all set out quite early. early. Mm -hmm. It only took you maybe like two to three hours approximately to go to Katie's, have the conversations, walk through West Slums, get here to North Slums, and then read the book to young Grimdar. So it's 
closer to lunchtime, I would say probably around 11 But still like midday. Correct. Would you mind if we stayed here for the day? We could perhaps help you with some things in exchange. Oh, that would be lovely. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Railroad. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Railroad. No problem. (laughs) If you would like to go outside, you're welcome to. No, thank you. But uh, don't say I did not warn you as a fair DM that (laughs) bandits are just slaughtering people in the streets. Oh, will you do it? I'm just kidding. Choo-choo, fucker. (laughs) Are you sure you don't want to go outside? You're welcome to, I do. Walk through the rivers of snow and blood today. Although I feel like if there was ever a day we needed to commit some crimes, today was the day. Oh, Oh, we could go rob the pawn man. (laughs) Yes. I don't think we should commit any crimes. I think that's a bad idea. I would recommend that as well. Oh, yes, probably. I appreciate your courtesy. I was unaware of this uh, rule in place. Again, it is not a rule so much as a state of the situation in Slums North on the first of Elsith. I, I think Katie owes us some hazard pay. Oh, yes. Uh, well, I could offer you some things as you leave, as a, a thank you for your service, especially on such a treacherous day, but as well for your work here in the orphanage today. Has the orphanage ever been attacked on... Yes. <laughs> so we're here for protection. Indeed. <laughs> You could have been upfront about that. Where it is not something that uh, I like to request. Uh, you are. It is uncommon to have visitors on the first of Elsith, but uh, we have ample stores, and people outside do not. That is why things are boarded today, and Sister Lauren hastily returned the lock to the door. They, are things uh, not boarded all the time. No. Oh. No. We just the children them. enjoy the sunlight and looking out into the slums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at that one. Oh, he's that, skinny. He killed over. <laughs> oh, he fe- oh, he's not getting up. <laughs> it's like television. Mm-hmm. But, Gotta uh, put on those soaps. Yes. Uh, they, they enjoy. We also have a bit of ground out back that the children are permitted to go play in. There are toys and other things in a small fenced-in area. It's just, uh, today of all days. It's not a day to be outdoors. Hmm. Do you expect much trouble that we would need to fight someone? Uh, possibly. We've done uh, more work with boarding things up this year. Last year was a, a rough time. Did anyone get in last year? Yes. From where? Outside. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he means where in the building from where like from what se- from second story I said, oh, yeah. no. basement from what entry we did not have the, a basement from um, what entry into the building did they get in the windows of the uh, younger boys dormitory understood on the west wing okay and they've since been more thoroughly secured I yes they have we've uh spent many days lately attempting to sacrifice some of our storage of firewood to board up these windows as best as we can. We've placed arm wires and other heavier furniture pieces that we have in front of them. Oh my goodness, it's like a full barricade. (laughs) Yes! Uh, Last year we lost much of our food and some of the children were taken. They They took the children? Yes. 
I'm sure you don't know, but what were their intentions with taking the children? I don't know. Okay. Perhaps to send into the mines. Maybe. That is a fair guess, sir. I don't know. Would you say there's any areas of the orphanage that are especially prone to being attacked? For this year? Yes. Are there any areas that you weren't able to board up as well as you would like? Sadly, the second story was not able to be well boarded, uh, nor were the large windows in the chapel. Mm. I do not know much about the three of you. Do you have any experience in combat? <laughs> I got a stick. I just point my. I, I I have some training, and I have sword and shield. I'm kind of good with these. Yeah. And you? <laughs> stick. Hello. And I I just like flash my bone dagger on my belt. Just because one has a weapon does not make them a warrior. Mm. Uh, yes, and that is why, sadly, we're unable to typically defend ourselves. We are just humble sisters here. We don't have weapons training. Last year, when the orphanage was attacked, Yes. how many people attacked? Do you remember? How many people broke in? Yes. Uh, at least six or so got inside. There were more outside. Okay. How long has the orphanage been here? How long? Yes. Over a hundred years, darling. Has this been... <clears throat> A problem in past years, or...? Yes. Is, is there a way to alert the guards if there's a break-in? Yes. We have a bell. W- we ring it? it, and... Good. They arrive eventually, a few hours later. A few hours? Sounds yes. like they're quite busy today. Yes, sadly. There are not that many guards employed. Typically in North Slums, uh, on the first of Elsith, uh, the shifts are extended for those. The guards have broken up into several shifts throughout the day. Their hours are extended to accommodate. But it still is a large area. It is difficult to guard everyone. Especially when we at least have a building and some sense of sanctuary within. Those on the outside are not so lucky. No, they are not. Their buildings are not as uh, well-maintained as ours. And they also don't have four adventures there for the night as well. Ah, yes. Adventurers. That's what you are. That's what I like to think of myself as, yes. (laughs) Interesting. I just... No. no, no. You're not an adventurer. I I don't know these people. (laughs) (laughs) That is quite true. We did did meet yesterday. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yes. Well, we met a few days ago, but... Yes. We rode the same carriage. So you are new to the city? Yes. Relatively. Welcome. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Quite a welcome for the three newcomers, yes. You're a newcomer as well, Felix? Yes. Welcome. (laughs) I'm going to inside check that one. (laughs) It is quite nice to have you here. That is a 21 with bonus. Quite nice to have you here. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) She has never seen anyone like you and finds you interesting. Peculiar, would you say? Peculiar, I would say. Sister Madeline, likey. <laughs> likey Felix time. I will do what I can to help you. 
To protect the children. Yes, of course. Thank you. Last year, about what time did the break-in happen? When did they finally attack? Uh, usually things start to get rougher after lunch because people have now missed a second meal mm. as they are destitute and unable to provide for themselves. And it's still early in the morning right Correct. now? Correct. And they're, and they're hungover. Correct. Which adds to the hunger. Correct. It is a, a mess of issues that drives one mad. Perhaps we should get a... Ha! <laughs> what? <laughs> what? He's mad. Uh, yes. That's not on the... Ether, do you have bones tracker? with you? Uh, none that I have to spare. Why? I was wondering if maybe we could booby trap the top floor. So in case any intruders were to enter intruder window there, we were able to hear them. It is possible, though I think there are other things besides bones that could be used for such a task. That's true, yes. I was just thinking bone chimes would be nice and scary. Of course. Perhaps, perhaps spoons would work better. Well, yes, do you have spoons? Of course, we have a kitchen. <laughs> do they happen to have holes in the handle? Uh, yes. Great. For children, after all. Great. So, I'll... I have some rope. Why do children need holes in the handles? So you guys are near children. You can see that each child attached to their belt buckle has a small looking like key ring With oh. that has oh. a spoon, a fork, a knife, and a little key. Yeah, so all of their precious. belongings. Oh. That's precious. And don't, so don't let sad. us die. Please. <laughs> Which one was that? Oh, uh, that was a little girl who came up and just kind of is like tugging at your clothes <laughs> down in particular. <laughs> don't let me die. I wasn't planning on it. They took my friend last year. Oh, Jesus. Who, who, who did they take? Abigail. I've not seen her since. Did you see who took her? No. Hmm. I was hiding in the toy chest. Toy chest. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps we could get a tour of the building so that we can familiarize ourselves with all that is here in case of a break-in. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, Sister Lauren could take you around. Uh, I must attend to some things in my office. If you require me, I'm on the second floor. Please just feel free to knock and come inside if you have any questions. Is your um, office boarded up as well? Uh, the window is, yes. As best as it can be. It's quite a large window. If you could grab a handful of spoons, I'll follow you to the second floor to begin booby-trapping that window with a uh, alarm. Uh, I can direct you to the kitchen and you can gather the spoons. Perfect. Perfect. I do need to attend to things in my office. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you all for your help. I will happily pay all of you at the end of the day. Thank uh, you for your hospitality. Good. She takes a few steps back and just walks out of the large uh, uh, archway doors and you can see that she takes a turn to the right and walks down the hallway and uh, Sister Lauren who is still here inside of the common area with you as the children are now returning to their games and bouncing a ball and beginning to play and the little girl who pulled on your robes has returned to the four squares and is bouncing the ball once more. Sister Lauren comes over. Uh, well the kitchen is part of the tour so I think we could get all of those things done together. Yes? Okay. Yeah, yes, sounds great. Of course. Quite good. Quite good. Uh, I just I just look over to uh, my friends. I am not one to 
frequently harm another, but if they intend to harm these children, I will do what I must, and I recommend that you do the same. That is, that is my intention. If they're coming in to kill children, take children, they'll have no qualms about killing a man. I'm not dying. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> what is your stance, Felix? I'll, I'll do what I need to. Good. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, Sister Lauren turns and lead us, leads us out of the large doorway into the common area. As we approach into that area, the antechamber, kind of like a larger foyer, uh, we take our steps out and we turn to the left. And she leads us towards a longer... Uh, area in which you can see that very similar to a genuine cafeteria in a school where you can see that it's the larger wood uh, but it's got the two cutout frames for an in and an outdoor. Yep. As you step inside you can see that there are about 12 larger round tables with little benches for the children to sit around. Uh, inside towards the back wall which would be the northern wall of the building you can see that there is again a smaller cutout section where there is an indoor and an outdoor, and above the wood is burnt in the word in and out. Sister Lauren leads you over towards the in portion of it, and as you step inside, you can see that there is a long counter with a thin glass display over it, and behind it is a. Eh, she's like medium height, I guess. 5'3", so for a woman to me, like an average-ish height, maybe a little bit small. How tall are you? I'm 5'1". Five 5'1", one. Five one. okay, so a little <laughs> taller than Sarah. Um, you can see that there's a woman about 5'3". She looks very young, uh, dark brown eyes, very platinum blonde hair, long, comes out of her robes. She has the exact same kind of robes as Sister Lauren does. Uh, she has very light ivory skin and very prominent eyebrows. And she is currently, you can see that she is standing over two small areas that have fires inside of metallic boxes. And above them, you can see that she has two cauldrons that she is stirring. And her back is to you. So, like, she would turn, you would see her eyes, and she just... Oh, my! Oh, Lauren, there are guests today. Interesting that there would be guests today. Hello. It's good to meet you all. Um, what brings you to the kitchen? We're here for spoons. Spoons? Spoons, yes. Or really any, any, any... clattering metals you yes. may have. Utensils? Yes. Yes. Very good. Uh, how many do you require? As many as you can spare. I could probably spare eight. Uh, sadly the children, they all at least have their own utensils, but many of the younger ones they do, uh, forget frequently. Their key rings go missing. But, uh, of course, I'd be happy to help you if Sister Lauren is here. She reaches down, and you can see that she goes behind, like, the area where the glass pane is underneath it. And you can hear her pull open a drawer and clatter some pieces of metal. And she ascends again and outstretches her hands. And she has four spoons and four forks. Oh, thank you. Of course. Um, bit of a curious request. Why do you need silverware? Just tap them together. And you just make the, like, loud pinging noise. I mean, off-putting, but I don't... Are you a band? What's happening here? We'll see, um... We were talking to Sister... Madeline. Not Madeline. Yeah, it was Madeline. Sister Madeline. And, uh, she had told us that last year the orphanage was attacked. 
Uh, so this year, we're already here with no intention on leaving. Uh, so we're going to booby trap the upstairs window that she had said was not boarded up as well as she would like. Be careful on the upstairs, it's a bit dusty. And she just begins, like, patting at the apron that is over her robes. And you can see that, like, you know, small pieces of uh, little, like, the skin of fruits and vegetables just kind of, like, fall off her. Oh, my. I'm such a mess. Uh, anyway. Is the second floor abandoned? No, the second floor is where the younger children stay. It also houses the nursery, as well as uh, Sister Madeline's office, and we sisters sleep on the upstairs. Is it why is it more dusty than the lower floors? Why is or it is more dusty? dusty? Here. Or is it just dusty in general? It's dusty in general, but it is more dusty on the upper floors. There are fewer older children. Uh, the majority of children we support here are younger ages, and they stay on the the lower floors. This way they do not get hurt on the, the staircases. Kids have a, 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 a sad uh, trips sometimes. Wait, did you say the younger kids are upstairs? Younger kids are downstairs. Younger, okay. Mm-hmm. So this way they do not have to ascend the yep. high spiral staircase. And the nursery is upstairs. Correct. Because it needs to be by the, the sisters. Yeah. There's a spiral staircase, you said? Correct. Yeah. So as you would be approaching the... Um, kitchen, uh, you would have seen at the end of the hallway, kind of lightly lit, dimly lit by the sconces and torches on the wall, a old reliquary style looking spiral staircase nice. that ascends up into the next layer of the floor. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long have you been at the orphanage? Are you asking the, the one who is working in the kitchen? Yes. Oh. Uh, only a few years. Um... It has been nice so far. Sisters are quite kind to me. Uh, but the children are the light of my life now. What is your name? My name is Alicia. E-L-I-C-I-A? A-L-I-C-I-A, correct. A-L-I. Mm-hmm. How, how did you join the, the church? I was brought here. Oh. Yes. They just took took you off the street? No. Um, well, I wasn't on the street. Uh, my parents work in Slums East. Oh. Okay. So, you just joined, or...? Uh, no, my parents made a contract with the cathedral. Um... <laughs> uh... <laughs> What what did it say? Oh, that I would come to work in the orphanage. And what did they receive in return? My parents? Mm-hmm. Oh, great gifts. Oh, God. Oh, oh, would no. you say similar to a gate being opened? Uh, no, they were not miners. Uh, they were, they owned a store in Slums East. Ah. They're now inside of the Aterost. Are they? Oh. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. So... Mm, I almost said that to her. <laughs> oh, God, I'm a boss, Amar. <laughs> oh, I almost said, oh, so your parents sold you for status. I was like, no, 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 no. Can't you say that to a stranger? Are you permitted to leave, or is this the only place you, that what you... What do you mean, leave? Do you go out into the district frequently, or do you stay here? I've spent most of my time indoors. It's comfortable here. I'm, uh... Does she seem happy? Yeah. She comes off a little shy, mm-hmm. um, 
a little bit nervous with meeting strangers, but, you know, she seems poised, like she was moderately well-educated, and that, you know, she's comfortable with where she is and what she does. We, it was very nice to meet you. My name is Ethier. Nice to meet you, Mr. Ethier. We had better continue our tour. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, right this way, please, friends. And Sister Lauren kind of beckons you out the outdoor. Thank you for the spoons. Of course. Of course. She just lightly waves as you all walk out, and she turns back, begins stirring the large <laughs> boiling cauldrons on the stoves again. Okay. The <laughs> cauldrons of bread. Right as we turn to leave, I'm going to... say a little hand bread! <laughs> right as we're walking out, I'm going to turn around and say, Oh, by the way, what's for dinner? What's for dinner today? Yes, what are you cooking? Oh, we have stew. Great, it's what kind of stew? Nondescript. Oh, it's a, it's a pork stew. Pork? Yes, it was a wee little piggy. It's not pork oh, light. It's, mm. it's bread. Oh, you're really <laughs> leaning into this, man. Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. They'd have oh. to catch him. Oh. <laughs> it's a long pig. <laughs> not long pig. It was a short pig. Oh, okay. Very Great. young. Quite young. Great. Stew sounds delicious. Did you name it? It is pig? delicious. Uh, no, we don't have a habit of naming the pigs here. Do they have like a like a farm of some sort here no. that we saw? <laughs> yeah, so we've <laughs> seen no pigs. Be. We've seen no pigs. You've seen no pigs. Can I? I is she lying about it being pork? I mean, roll for insight. <laughs> okay, uh, it's gonna be twenty-one. No, it's pig. It's definitely pig. He didn't say pork. He says pig. (laughs) Notice that very specific phrasing. There's a difference. These children are pigs to me. (laughs) There is a difference. I almost choked. (laughs) The children are the light of my life. Mm -hmm. Hansel and Gretel were pigs too. (laughs) I take great pleasure in aspiring to be a terrific chef someday. Is she shaking as she stirs? I don't know. Maybe bit. perhaps eating too much human flesh. Get out the jitters, Bob! It's not like you can very well ask this lady, yo, you cooking the kids? I saw like the book of Eli. They shake. <laughs> no, she's not shaking. She looks, you know, she's a little thin, but, you know, she's doing her work. Okay. So concerned. Okay, and we exit the kitchen. Mm hmm. Uh, as you step outside of the outdoor and leave the cafeteria area, and you return once more to the hallway, she gestures to an area on the opposite side, which again is another wooden area where there is an indoor and an outdoor. These doors are not open like they are for the cafeteria and for the kitchen at all times. These have wooden doors that are, again, patchworked where they have overladen uh, fragments of wood that have supported them and repaired them. Uh, this is where the older girls sleep. Uh, This is their dormitory. There are not many, uh, but we find it appropriate to give them their own spaces. They are going through uh, changes in life as they age. Curious changes. Yeah, peculiar, would one say? Perhaps. (laughs) She's banging. Let me out! (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. So, um, which room was it that... uh... Sister Madeline had mentioned was not boarded up as well as she would like. I can't quite remember. Oh, well, uh, we had to board up the older boys' room more heavily this year. 
That's uh, where they got in last year. That was where they got in last year, yes. On the second floor, correct? First floor for First? the older boys. Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, we have to more appropriately board up the uh, younger children's rooms on the second floor and the chapel, which is here with us on the first. Right, right. Okay. Uh, well, I suppose we should make our way to the opposite end of the first floor? Okay. Wait, so the... Are the younger kid younger kids are... Second floor. Wait, you said younger kids were first floor. Yes, that way they didn't have to climb the stairs. And oh, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. Thank you. Okay. Younger kids are first floor. Okay, right. I'll just make you sure. Whew. So we'll say the older boys are on the f- second floor? Yes, older older are on the uh, upper floor. Okay. So then the, did the break-in happen downstairs or upstairs? Break-in happened downstairs, yes. You guys are correct. Okay. For, with okay. the younger okay. storms. Sorry? With the younger kids? Correct, yes. Okay. So when I gesture to the opposite side, yeah, no, I wrote down okay. the incorrect floors on my map. Okay. So okay. yes, on the opposite side of us is the dormitory to the younger girls. Okay. So we go to the opposite side of the first floor. She gestures again to an area that is doored up, and this is the area where the younger boys sleep. And then behind her, in the opposite corner of where the kitchen was, is the area where she indicates is the chapel. And you can see that it is a large... Um, square door that is double doors mm-hmm. you can see that they are currently closed and there are chains around the two handles and there is a lock fixing it together is okay. the chapel accessible from the outside uh yes there is a large window uh on the western wall uh stained glass beautifully crafted uh, yes. thankfully for some reason the bandits seem to avoid it have mm-hmm. my staff on the floor. Mm-hmm. It would be a shame to lose such a beautiful piece of artwork in. in uh, yes, art is hard to come place. by. Yes, in Oshwamp. very hard to come by. Is there any reason that art is hard to come by outside of the? Oh, well, no. uh, people do not have much of an opportunity to commit themselves to such a task. Well, their days are mostly occupied with work to be able to survive. Art is well cherished inside of the Aterast. Interesting. I did mention this would not be a relaxing trip for all of us. Right, yes. This an unfortunate reality of living in Oshwamp. Hmm. Indeed. Ah. Uh, she just gestures towards the wall here, the western wall, and you can see that there is a matching spiral staircase here okay. that leads upwards. Uh, we could go to the second floor, and I could take you to the older boys' dormitory, oh. and then we could see about maybe doing whatever it is uh, your plan is with these uh, utensils. We could do some in the uh, older boys' area and then the older girls' areas as well. Okay. That's Sister Madeline's room. Her office, I don't believe people would break into that. Why is that? Well, it's in the center of the building. It's the most visible from the outside. Gotcha. I'd imagine guards would see that even from... Mm. It's also a very large window, and should they attempt to break in, the fallen glass would, I think, be quite uh, punishing. Hmm. Well, then we will shore up the defenses in the dormitories upstairs. The chapel appears to be... As fortified as it can be with these chains. Uh, yes, with knowing that it is just the one window inside, 
and thankfully no one obviously is in there outside of the days that services are held, it seems a waste to do anything other than board it up. There's nothing in there for them to steal. There's just benches for us for our services. Hmm. She just starts to walk up the uh, spiral staircase. Okay. Please, come with me. Yeah, I'll follow yeah, her. Follow. Mm-hmm. So we follow upstairs. Um, mm-hmm. As we were walking through these rooms, do I notice any spare furniture that we'd be able to use to barricade further? Uh, so in terms of the dormitories, those areas were closed. Okay. Did you want to go inside them and look? No, like any of the other open spaces. Uh, no, not really. There's not, like, ample chairs or anything like that that are just laden outside in the hallways here, okay. no. I had three-quarter staffs in my inventory for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> if you hit the add starting equipment Yeah, button. if you do it multiple times, yeah. it'll keep adding equipment to your, uh, to your inventory. John's quickly writing down that you're over-encumbered. <laughs> Sarah can't run away. Very good. It still did say unencumbered, but... Pass is gone again, by the way. Alternatively, two <laughs> of your quarter mine. staffs could be stilts. <laughs> I am just what? throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. I don't need three of them. But you could. You need two for stilts, one for swinging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're four pounds each. That's mm-hmm. only twelve pounds. I wouldn't say you're over encumbered from twelve pounds. <clears throat> I mean, I don't weigh that much, so my strength is. It's not worse than mine. So the <laughs> dormitories. There's. Mm-hmm doorways and then doors that lead into each one, right? Correct. There's doors in, doors out. Okay. Um, Are they currently occupied? You don't know. You would assume so. I'm going to knock on uh, the... So as we ascend the steps, you want to do it on the second floor and do it to the area where the older boys' dormitory is? Okay. So, Sister Lauren leads us up. She gestures to the right. Uh, This is the area where the older boys are. Uh, and you knock on the door that again has wood burned into it, the word in above. Mm-hmm. And you knock and you hear just kind of like, you know, disgruntled groaning inside. Like, it sounds as though they're aggravated by the knocking. Okay. <laughs> so sounds, <it> sounds right. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you want? Oh, never mind. Thank you. Okay. Well, we have to see the, how the windows. This wasn't the plan to barricade the windows and use the spoons? Yes, we were going to booby trap it. Um, my one idea was to attach a rope to the doorknob on this side so it would not be seen before you open the door. Uh, but given that there are currently people inside, that wouldn't make sense as if they walked out, we thought there'd be an intruder. Yes, of course. Uh, I would say the window is probably the best plan as that will be the way that they come in. If we do not hear... The... I, I do doubt that the older boys are going to leave the room. There may be someone there to alert us to an intruder already. Should I give them one of my three-quarter staffs? It's up to you. I don't have three-quarter staffs. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you. Okay. So yeah, we're standing here in the hallway. So, you knock on the so, door. So we're not going to verify the, the barricade? Um... The room is populated. Uh, they may have moved the barricade. The, the, do you think the older boys would be in on an intrusion? No, but perhaps they wish to look out the window. Or perhaps they wish to leave. Mm. Maybe we should just double check that it is barricaded then. I think I'm just going to gesture towards the door for you to open it. I'm going to knock again. What? Uh, ah, what do you want? Can I come in? I don't even know who you are. 
Oh, well, I'm here with uh, Sister Madeline. Uh, nope, you're not. Sister, <laughs> Sister Lauren. Lauren. Damn. <laughs> oh, uh, Sister Lauren's out there? Yeah. Oh, sorry. And you watch as this door just kind of like pulls inside. Is it a, an opening door uh, as though it swings inward? Okay. And you see that there is this... You know, boy who looks maybe about the age of 13, 14, he's human. He's got a mess of, like, dark, dirty brown hair. You can see that he's got, like, the little bit of a growing beard on him, like a, a mustache kind of filling out, but it's patchy. He's got dark brown eyes, but he is in, like, a, a pretty roughed and messed up darker, like, brown shirt. Kind of matches his hair. You can see that he's got, like, short ripped on pants where they're actually ripped from the knee below. So mm-hmm. he is like improvised what looks like you could say cloth shorts. Like cut off. Like Correct. maybe he did this on purpose. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> For the aesthetic. Correct. <laughs> what? What do you need? Oh, um, how's your window doing? Is it still blocked off? And he just kind of like steps to the side and you can see behind him and you can see that it's a tall window. It's about nine feet in height. You can see that the first like three to four feet of it are intersected with crossing wooden beams and pressed up against it. It's like not going up the entirety of the height, but maybe the first foot or so into the actual glass pane of the window is a small little, uh, like, nightstand-looking piece of furniture. Okay. Are there any larger pieces of furniture? In the room, no. It's just stacks of beds. Like bunk beds? Correct. Okay. They're in sets of three. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I have, I'm gonna take a piece of rope, I'm gonna, like, mm-hmm. thin out, like, one single strand rather okay. than the whole chunk of rope, Okay. and then string it between the, uh, Utensils, okay, and then affix it to either side of the window. So if anything moves, it'll rattle and then. Sure. Cool. And the window in the boys' dormitory, or the older boys' dormitory, is Bless Bless you. alarmed. Bless you. Good. Uh, very okay. good. Well, Don't uh, touch it. I have this alarmed. Um, sorry, I didn't ask your name. Anthony. Anthony. Great. Uh, don't touch that. I. Yeah. Fine. Cool. It's not like I care. Alright, great. Oh my god. <laughs> do, do, do we have enough for the less guarded rooms? Um, well, I can save four and only put four here. That should still make some noise. I, I think I think the window breaking would make plenty of noise. Most of the noise, And the yes. wood rattling from yeah, falling. Yeah, that, that as well. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's not needed. You think this room might be okay? It might make enough noise if someone breaks in. A couple okay. of us just could stay posted okay. up here. I'll just, like, yell if someone comes in here. <laughs> Great, do that. Perfect. Like, awesome. go away. Maybe <laughs> a little louder. Yeah. Go away. Perfect. That was, that was can, can, can other direction. Pra- can you practice? Give me a scream. Oh. <laughs> you call that a war face? Let me see your war I face. I don't want a war face. <laughs> shake him. Don't Maybe tell me how to him. look. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I'm gonna take down Get that alarm. enough already here. I'm gonna take down my alarm. Okay. I'll keep it still assembled. Sure. So that way it's more quick. Very good. I would say that if we stay on the upper floor, perhaps by the stairs, we would hear any noise from both this floor and the one below. We could split up one person at the top and bottom of each set of stairs. I would not recommend splitting up. If there is trouble and one of us is ambushed, the others would not know. I could. Are we anticipating an an ambush? It is possible. I do not know what to expect. We could put a tripwire at the start of each stair set as long as we were able to communicate that to everyone so that way no one falls down the stairs who isn't supposed to. You're full of bright ideas today. (laughs) Thank you. How many residents are upstairs, do we know? You don't know. 
So far, this is the only older boy you've seen in this dormitory. And it's just the two dormitories and then the nursery, right? Two dormitories, Sister Madeline's office, the nursery, mm -hmm. the sister's quarter, and then another area. That would match the area over where the uh, kitchen would have been on the first floor. As you guys are standing here contemplating what to do, you can see that Sister Lauren just kind of walks towards the window here. Mm -hmm. And in an area where the X of beams has intersected and there's that small triangular gap on the right side. You can see that she just kind of like leans her face close to the window and looks out. And her breath obscures the window for a second and then she swipes it away. Oh, it's getting a bit uh, active earlier this year. Ooh, I'm going to go over and yeah, look. Peer out the window. <laughs> I think we're all We just all press yeah. our faces up. Come oh, on, I understand the allure of the soap opera of Slums North. <laughs> it's so fucking weird out there. What do I see? Mm -hmm. Anthony's just kind of standing there like, God, it's not even cool. It's is cold. It, is it just Florida outside right now? <laughs> yeah, and so you guys just like, weather. you know, approach and you look outside it is very difficult to see. It is the midst of a blizzard. You can see that outside the areas where you had previously been walking through, and there were maybe like six to eight inches worth of snow to have sufficient depth, depth for people to fall through. Death. Death. It now looks like there's over 16 inches of snow. Oh my god. Like, it is snowing very heavily. As you are close to the window itself, the actual glass, you can feel that almost pulsating like breath of the outside air just as though it seeps through the glass what and does, chills your faces. What does the sky look like? You look out and you look upwards. Yep. You can see very dark gray clouds covering the entirety of the sky. Very overcast. Hmm. Is, um... I, um, I can't see anything. What did you see? Oh. And she just kind of gestures downwards. You can see that in the street there looks like about a crowd of ten people who are fist fighting oh, in the Jesus. snow. Okay. Like, slowly fist fighting because they're cold. So <laughs> you can see there. these people, yeah, who are hung over in very little clothing, who are frigid and shaking as they just throw these horribly un inaccurate punches at one another something. and people get pushed into the snow and then other people leap on top of them. <laughs> oh like my it's God. something that would be funny if it wasn't so sad. Correct. Yes, this is a comedic thing that is just over overwhelmingly desperate. It's a dark. Correct. Dark. Yeah. Like and yeah. you can see that the people who are getting pushed into the snow, the one who jumps on top of them, you can see it's a man with like, you know, slightly longer uh thin but curly brownish like dark brown hair standing over another one and he is pressing the face of the person into the snow oh my like, god head oh down into the snow does he look like he is weakened or malnourished the one who is on top yeah no oh mm. we found our slum lord <laughs> <laughs> yes uh how far are we from these people i know we're inside but how far am i they are this? about 50 feet outside okay. so i mean 50 feet out and you guys are second okay. floor so yep. like 40 foot height. All right. Yeah. Can I see any distinctive markings on the healthy looking guy? No, because it's very dim. You have reduced visibility because of the heaviness mm -hmm. of the snow itself. You're essentially just making out the silhouettes of these people. Like you can discern the hair color because it's against a stark white background. And you can see that he leaps on top of another body and submerges the face in the just snow. Just the fact that he jumped is probably the biggest sign that he's not currently dying. I'm assuming he's also 
got furs on or something. He doesn't have furs. He has like slightly nicer looking clothing, and you can see that he does have like a, a intact uh, black cloak. Mm. Okay, but it is not fur lined. Is there and there's nothing on the cloak that I can identify? No, it's just a solid black cloak. Okay. Okay. People are beginning to become desperate outside. It seems sad. I assume that will be one of the ones we'll see at the gallows later, mm. with a noose around his neck. Well, I would imagine so. As would I. Hmm. Perhaps we should see the other dormitories then, and yes, confirm that everything is safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Does does the does the bloodshed often end as the day goes on? Um, it dwindles as people grow tired and begin to give in uh, to the surroundings and the reality of their circumstances, yes, uh, but they still harbor an intense resentment that lingers for days. How, how do these people end up in the slums north? Usually at the conclusion of the Esfer, the people who are still inside of the promenade are rounded up by the guards and then distributed based on the money in their pockets. These people must have had very little left. Mm. That is why I wanted to ensure that you were taken into the West District. We would have been in the North. I was unsure of your financial situation and did not want to have you left to the North. I feel like we definitely would have gone to the North if... It would have depended on what you guys spent during the promenade. You guys all started with sufficient gold to still be placed in Slums West had you not spent anything, but, like, one one silver was the cutoff (laughs) to get into Slums West. I had more than that. Mm Mm-hmm. So, had you spent... I did also get immediately thieved, though, so... (laughs) (laughs) Did happen. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a good time. And you can see that as this man, if you're still looking outside of the window... Maybe about 30 seconds goes by and he releases and stands and the person in the snow at his feet is no longer moving. And you can see that as he stands, he pulls like the belt intact off of this person and you can see that there are small like pouches attached to this person's bag. He whips his cloak around behind him, opens a slightly larger pouch and places it inside of his, cinches it and walks away. As a player, I want to go outside. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That dude fucks. <laughs> Could that be the jackal? Mm. <laughs> Do you recognize that man? No, I've never seen him before. Okay. <laughs> Looks terrifying, though. Who, do, we, do we take the thing for the jackal? Probably yeah. not. We I think we did, yeah. Yep. His head's worth 20 gold. I'll give you this uh, information for a small fee. That was from Harold at the oh, homestead. Oh, yeah, we're not making it back to Harold tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right, yes, well, uh, let's look at the other dorms. Then. Yes. Yes, we must ensure that they are safe. Okay. Prepare so for the pendant. Parsed. Mm-hmm. Yes. We continue to walk by, or walk down this, again, longer hallway. Uh, as we get to the center portion of it, you can see that to the right there is a large area that has a wooden door again uh, embedded into it, and she gestures to it quickly. This is Sister Madeline's office. As she said, if you have any needs, just feel free to knock. She'll provide what she can, uh, but she must make sure that we're able to survive with what we have here. Of course. Um, and then she gestures opposite. Ah, uh, this is the nursery. And you can hear, like, the, 
the soft cries of a couple of children, like babies inside. Uh, they sound very young, like infants. Okay. Are there any other sisters here? Well, yes, there are a few more. Are you going to have someone stay with the infants for the night? Yes, Sister Freya should be inside now, caring for them. She usually has the older girls assist her in the care of the, the infants. Provides a good experience for their uh, maternal instincts. So, spell Freya. F-R-E-Y-A. I don't know if I trust them puberty bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Stop crying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just want to go outside. Right? Like, there's cute boys out there. Who knows? Like, while they were walking around the street, someone was like, oh, hey, you live there. I'll give you this much money to steal me a baby. <laughs> God. I mean, I don't know if anyone wants to steal babies. I mean, people Listen, there might broke, be someone who they've eats stolen, babies and it fuels their superpowers. They've stolen <laughs> kids from the orphanage. Yeah, that makes more sense, though. Babies are expensive. That's why they would steal them. No, I mean, they're taking care of care babies. Their yeah. delicacy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the shortest pig. Oh, oh no. no. They're plump no, like pigs. Those pots would have been much smaller. Yeah. yeah. Little um, crock pots. <laughs> Little top pots. Mm-hmm. So she leads us down the, the conclusion <laughs> of the hallway, and uh, to the right she gestures. Uh, this is where the older girls would stay. Okay. Um, Can we see where they would stay? Yes. Are there currently any older girls here? Uh, there's only one. Is she in here as well? She should be assisting Sister Freya in the nursery with the feedings. Can we go in and see the windows? Oh, yes, of course. She just opens the interior door for you. You can see that inside the girls have the same matching type of window as the boys' dormitory does. Mm -hmm. Um... But inside, you can see that it's not currently boarded up at all. Okay, um, I'm gonna put my my alarm on. Yeah. It's my time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> Got my spoon wire. Got my spoon wire. I'm ready to go. That that's better. <laughs> oh yes, this this might need it actually. Yes. There is no other wood to board these windows. Sadly, no. We must keep at least a sufficient supply for firewood. I don't know if you know, but the last expedition it uh, met an ill fate and no firewood was returned so supplies will be quite scarce and we do not have the the funds to purchase firewood in mass as we need. Yes, I did see that in the Daily Oshwamp. Yes. Now, Sister Freya will be staying in the nursery overnight, I assume. Uh, no, overnight we will have someone else in. Okay. Um, the older girl that's in this dormitory will be assisting she During here? the day, she'll sleep at night. We have another sister who takes care of the infants overnight. Okay, so she'll not be here during the day. Okay. Correct. Okay, so yeah, definitely alarm this window then. Yes, the nursery is the only thing we feel needs genuine attendance overnight. Last night it was Sister Madeline who stayed with the infants. So she was up so late. I think it would perhaps be better if the girl that normally stays in this dormitory perhaps stayed in with the infants on a, a cot or something... Being the only person in here alone in an unboarded window seems dangerous. Mm. Of course. I'll tell her to stay inside. Um, and there's a bed in this room, I assume. Yeah, no, you can see again, there are many matching beds 
they're all just... push those up against the window. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, yeah. You can push the beds up against the window, so that's why the spoons are pressed up against the glass pane. (laughs) And behind that are the the two stacks of three beds. So we'll say that you have barricaded up the uh, girls' dormitory on the second floor. So now I can take down my alarm, probably. Yep. Alright, so I take my alarm back then. Got my spoon wire. Got my spoon wire. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Put that on the outside of the door. There you go, that's a good idea. Yes, since there will be no one going in or out of here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I'll tie it off to the doorknob. I assume there's a doorknob. Mm -hmm. I'll tie it off to the doorknob and the door frame so when the door gets pulled in, it clink the thing. Very good. Sweet. Put a tripwire there too. Do you want to? Yes. You think? Okay. Alright. Fasten a tripwire as well to the bottom of the door. Um, how can we signal that there's a, a tripwire here on this side of the door? Well, no one should be going through the door, so... Yeah, right, but. Yes, I don't think anybody should go in, but I, I assume we can see this room from the stairs. Like, mm-hmm. this is not... Yeah. yeah. As I said, I believe that we should stay at the top of the stairs, as we would be able to hear both down and here and see what goes on up here. So we would be able to see if someone goes towards the room. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Alright, cool. Okay. So that room's nice mm-hmm. and booby trapped now. Yep. Mm-hmm. To the nursery. Do we want to go to the nursery? It's up to you guys. Do you think we should check the nursery? They said that there's There there will be overnight. Yeah. Protection. Is there a way into the nursery from outside? No, there are no windows for the nursery. Oh, never mind. Yeah, then so we we're don't good. Need to check the nursery. That's, That's how he gets us. <laughs> they break the entire wall <laughs> in through the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. Are there any other areas that you feel may need attention? Uh, yes, there's the storage room on the opposite side of the the hallway here. Okay. What? What? What can we do? Can we look she, at the storage room? She turns and she opens the door of the storage room, and mm-hmm. you can see that inside it's not lit at all. Um, oh, good. You can see that it's just, it looks like there are wooden crates, maybe only about three feet by three feet. There are some barrels that look like they're covered with little draperies and cloths and things like that. This is where we keep uh, the supplies that we require, dried uh, meats, uh, other goods and clothing and things that we require. I'll pull out my bone pipe and cast light on the end and just mm-hmm. kind of Walk hold through. it into the room so that way we can get a good look at what's in here. Okay. There are no windows, correct? Correct. Yeah, this is a very, very dusty, dirty, like, poorly maintained room. Sure. Where it looks like things are just kind of haphazardly thrown in here as though they just probably don't have sufficient staffing to be able to really, like, clean this. And when they're given gifts, they just kind of store it here because this is what they got. So as you're walking through, you can see that these crates are marked with, you know, the the different types of contents. The majority of them are clothing, uh, blankets, furs, things of that nature, food, like non-perishable goods. Uh, you can see that there's a couple of barrels towards the back that say that they have water inside of them. Uh, but that's essentially the extent of this room. Like, it is very, very overladen with contents. And there's not really anything else inside of it. Are there w- no windows, I assume? No windows, no. Okay. How is how's the ceiling been looking throughout this hole? On the second floor? Yes. I mean, it looks intact like there have been some areas where you can see that there's a little bit of like a a declination as the water damage might have Mm -hmm. like begun to bow parts of the wood Mm -hmm, sure but that is about it but nothing that looks particularly uh dilapidated to the point of like you know being cracking or breaking fragile yeah nope 
Okay. Mm. Uh, why did you think this room needed attention? What what does it need? I don't think she said that. Did she? Mm-mm. You just asked if there were any other rooms. That needed attention. Oh, yeah. that needed attention. Yeah. Well, uh, this is important to the safety of the orphanage. If, Understood. If this is, this is essentially where they're trying to get to. Pay attention to this room, then. Correct. I mean, if anyone did get in, this would be where they would go to. Is the layout of the orphanage well known? Uh, not really, no. We don't really get visitors. The only people who will sometimes come in are merchants who offer gifts to the children. Merchants from which district? The North Slums, mostly. Uh, occasionally someone from the West Slums who has a familiarity with us, or some of our friends, like Miss Katie, will sometimes take a trip, usually during, uh, not winter. <laughs> uh, during winter, it is very rare for us to receive any kind of actual visitors. That's why it was so surprising to see you all hmm. arrive. Uh, Nesgrim, maybe you should trap this door in case they get past the other silently. It's a good idea. Yeah. yeah, so I'll take another piece of rope and my other four utensils that I put assume on the I inside have. Of the door so they can't see it. Mm. Could you also put... Do you have a spare bit of rope? Yes. If you could hang one of the spoons uh, on the inside in front of the door about eye level for me. Okay, sure. Yeah. Why? I will show you. Oh, okay. Yes. So I, I do that. Uh, so I uh, once you set your trap and you hang that out, I just kind of like beckon everybody out of the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I cast light on the spoon to make like a very bright light that would kind of obscure people's vision yeah. and almost blind them as they open the door and I mm-hmm. pull the door shut. How long will that last? It will last an hour. I will have to recast it if an mm-hmm. hour passes, but mm-hmm. this may buy us a few seconds of disorientation yeah. with anyone that attempts to go into this room. Clanging metal, bright light. I think that'll stop them. Yes, a flashbang. Yes. <laughs> you have to make it yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Flashbang. Spoon <laughs> of light. Have I seen any house plants? House plants? Yes. No. <laughs> Do you want to ask if there are house plants? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why do you say it looks so sad? No. I'm just, all, I'm just looking for them. No, you have not seen any. Okay. Uh, maybe in Sister Madeline's room. Maybe. Is there uh, anything else I could help you with? Uh, that is the conclusion of the tour. Do you, do you feel all the room, all the windows downstairs are thoroughly boarded? As best as I believe we can, yes. Uh, I think we should be safe, hopefully, for the day. Um, wh- where would we sleep, assuming that there's no trouble? Uh, if you stayed the night? Yes. Are we staying the night? Uh, I would assume you could stay in the older dormitories. There are ample beds for the three of you gentlemen, and a bed for you in the older girls' dormitory. Would you recommend that we stay the night, or leave after all of this has settled down? You could attempt to leave, uh, once the sun has set and night has had a bit of time to settle in, you would be able to most likely get back. Uh, Once the hangings begin, usually people's proclivities towards violence begin to dwindle, at least briefly, till the next morning, when they are again famished and 
disgruntled. Um, quick question. From mm-hmm. the window, could we see the gallows? Yes. Okay. Nobody on them right now. Right. Okay. You right. just but saw, they like, were, they the... Were, were, yeah. were they close, or...? Uh, no. They're a few hundred feet away, but because of the size, despite yeah. the limited visibility, you could see kind of, like, the outlying heights of the uh, wooden poles that extend to house the nooses. Were there ample light fixtures around the gallows? Yes. Mm-hmm. I would say that we should not stay the night. We should get back to our inn to not only secure our rooms, but get out of here before the morning. If... Why would we want to leave a, a very secure large orphanage secure and, and pay for lodgings another night our lodgings are not guaranteed if we don't return and we cannot stay here forever and we will need to work I have things that I must attend to yes um do you feel as though the orphanage will be safe at night after dusk it should be uh, we've never had break-ins during the night no would it be safe for us to move during the night you could attempt it. As I said, after the hangings begin, uh, typically the violence calms down until the next day. Okay. But uh, no one I know has traveled through the North slums at night on the first of Elsith. If we did stay the night, we would have to leave early before the rest awoke in the slums. Yes, I would recommend if you do spend the night, you leave before dawn tomorrow. People wake up quite hungry. Who knows is what the second day worse than the first? Not worse. Uh, as bad as the first. As bad, I suppose. Uh, the quantity of violence, I suppose you could say, decreases, but the quality becomes more ravenous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, if you want to leave tomorrow early before sunrise, I, I think that may be best. Yes, I, um, I don't think it would be wise to go out at night. And while the orphanage hasn't been attacked at night before, um, who knows what this year will hold. There's always a first. <laughs> always. <laughs> There's a reason for every rule, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? Sister Lauren, if you guys do not need her any longer, has other things that she needs to attend to. Well, um, if Sister Lauren, it, it seems we have some time to pass. Uh, Do you have anything else you need help with? You could assist me with uh, perhaps entertaining the children in the common area. Okay. If you would like. Uh, I do adore playing games with many of them. Quite good at that bouncing ball one. I like that one a lot. Uh, What is that one called? uh, Bouncing ball. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Little Nina is great at it. What? She usually hits Grimdar in the head with the ball at the end of the game though. She calls it her celebration. As is tradition. Yes. I'm not familiar with her customs, but she's a peculiar one. <laughs> is she? Is she? What do you mean? Is she? Oh, yes, her behaviors are a bit unorthodox. Perhaps... I just smile. <laughs> Perhaps one or two of us should stay by the stairs and keep an eye out and listen. That, that sounds like a myself. great job for you. Down by the... I will remain up here. Okay. okay. I, I, I could assist you in entertaining the children. Thank you. Uh, if you would like to read to them. Sure. Thank you. 
So you're staying upstairs. You're coming down. I'll, yeah, I'll come down. Not so much to entertain the kids because I'm not good with kids, mm-hmm. but just to be there in case something happens. Yeah. Sure. Breaking glass, etc. Yep. If we have a plant of some sort. <laughs> I would really like a plant. <laughs> I can make it a better plant. <laughs> Just a marginally better plant. Marginally better. <laughs> Druidcraft is a worse version of prestidigitation. Okay. Alright. So, Ether, you are you do you want to be wandering the halls back and forth or do you want to stay in one centralized location? Uh, I'm going to stay by the stairs closest to the common area so that way I can see down this whole hallway and hear both upstairs and downstairs. So there are no stairs in the center area. The stairs sure. are at either end, and the common area is in the center middle, like the middle area of the lower floor. Sure. Uh, I'll stay on the side near Kitchen the Kitchen side or chapel side? Um, chapel side. Chapel side? Yes. Okay. So you stay on the chapel side. That's yes. the side by the girls' dormitory, right? Uh, nope. Boys' side. Oh. Uh, and I... Please do yell if there is something happening downstairs, and I will kind of come like, and assist... Uh... Yes, perhaps louder <laughs> than that. Like that? Like that? Ha! Ha! Oh. That's oh. good work, yes. And um, I'm sure you'll yell if something happens on this floor as well. Of course, yes. Don't be a hero. I would not be a hero alone unless Please be here. it's called for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One person on the second floor. Oh, great. Yep. All right, so the other three head downstairs. You're coming to the common area. Yep. Uh, Ritora, you're also coming to the common area. Yes. Okay, so we ascend the, or descend the stairs once more. We walk through the hallways. We get back to the common area, walking through the antechamber. You can see that there's like seven or eight children that are running like s- scattered through the hallways. They're like carrying out little blankets and things like that. One of them runs out here, gets into like a corner and throws the blanket over themselves and just kind of like sits and huddles down. As you walk into the common area, you can see that little Nina is standing with her hands over her eyes, counting out loud. Seven, six, five, four, two, three, six. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Two. One. Ready or not, here Nina comes. And you see she pulls her hands off of her eyes and turns around and sees the three of you standing here in the doorway to the antechamber. <gasps> hello. Oh, hello. Um, y- you found us. I did, didn't I? You did. Yep. Very good. Good job. Very good. Um... That means that you should help me find the others. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I'm immediately going to go and out the, the kid that covered himself in the blanket. Very good. Thank Just, you. Uh, that's, that, that, was it obvious he covered himself with the blanket, or did he do a good job at it? <laughs> He obviously covered himself okay. in the blanket. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. Rip his it. like feet are out of the bottom <laughs> okay. of the blanket, he does like not his little boots. To, to is it Crimdar? It's Crimdar. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The blanket's a big red bandana. Gotta hide. That's what I was gonna huh. say. Did he do a good job, or is it Crimdar? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna pull it off and boom. Huh? Found him. <laughs> oh. You have to help us find him. You're now. not Nina. No. We're helping. You're helping me? Helping Nina. I gotta hide. You, no, you've, you've I been I want to get in the chapel, but there's the big locks on it. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't touch that. 
Don't touch the big locks. I'm going to go sit by the chapel. <laughs> I want to get in the chapel. There's good hiding places. You know, so after, after hearing this... I can this, get under the benches and she'll, like, never find me. Uh, oh, I've sh- made the decision that I'm shit. going to guard the chapel door now. <laughs> uh, is there somebody already in the chapel? I don't know. Maybe. I'm going to go check the lock on the chapel. <laughs> you go over and oh, check the You little son of a bitch. Yeah. You can see that as you approach, it looks like the chapel's latched. It's not latched. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, bitch. <laughs> you monster. So you just go over and you, like, shake it, and the padlock clanks to the floor. We have And the problem. chains kind of, like, untangle a little bit. We have a problem. I send my owl to, like, go... Go, just go, <laughs> like, go, go get, go get the others. Who are you getting? Who are uh, you sending the owl to get? I'll go down down the hall to uh, to Felix and Nesgrim. Okay, so yeah, you guys are kind of like still in the antechamber area, and you see at the end of the hallway, Retora's owl fluttering over towards you, and then fluttering back towards her at the end of the hallway, and you can see little. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you begin walking over and you see little Grimdar still just like sitting with the blanket kind of on his head. <laughs> Am I hidden? Yeah. You can't see me, right? Nope. I-, I can see you. You can? Yeah. And he pulls the blanket like a little bit more <laughs> to where it's like hitting his nose. <laughs> I can't see you, so you can't see me, right? I'm just going to continue to pull it. <laughs> now, oh, now you're hidden. Thank you. You're like the nicest guy. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I cover his little boots. Okay, so you pull it over and it goes over his fucking boots. And they're standing here with you with little Grimdar under a blanket in the corner and the, you're in front of the doors of the chapel with the chains just kind of like... Again. Y- yes? It's it's not locked. Okay. There's, um, there might be a child in there. Maybe we should go in and look. I'm not there. Oh, right. She you're yeah. right. I'll right. send, send the owl up the... I'm just gonna open the chain. Yeah. So you begin to pull the chains off. You pull the chains down. Don, you hear the fluttering of wings echoing through the stairwell, and you watch as Retora's owl flutters up towards you, flaps once or twice, and then immediately descends back down the stairs. Okay, I'm near the uh, storage room, right? Uh, no, you had said the chapel side. Yeah. So you are not near the storeroom. Okay, well then I'll run down the stairs. Okay, uh, so you run down the spiral set of staircase. You pull the chains, and as you do, you hear the great clashing and cracking of glass. Jesus. From inside the chapel. God. Ah, ah, ether. And you just hear the sudden crescendo Uh, uh, of glass as it shatters. Ah, ah, I yell. (laughs) 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 I'm going to... I'll Actually, send the owl over to, bef- like, where I know Sister, like, have have him go to Sister Madeline's office office, okay. and just peck at the door. Okay. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to go in. I'm going to pull my shield out, right? Hold okay. my shield and cast light on my shield so okay. it's bright light going in. Okay. And I'm going to open that door. So you pull the chains down and you drop them and they clank very heavily to the ground. And you pull the doors open to the chapel, and your light illuminates the room. Roll for initiative. Okay, but oh, I'm gonna say shit. before he goes in, I'm I'm gonna You're grab downstairs. his shoulder and yeah, yeah. I'm gonna uh, grab his shoulder and cast guidance. Okay, let's get Oh, jeez. Oh, Stop. So Come for on. a minute, you can roll a d4 if there's an ability check. 
and add it to your roll. So like an attack roll would be an ability check? No. no. Okay. If you have to like make a deck save. Yeah, I got something you. Okay. Like no. No? No. Oh. Not, not a save, just a check. Just an ability oh, right. check. right. Like sure, sure. Athletics, investigation. Yeah. Understood. Deception. Okay. Uh, 19 for me. 9 for me. 16 for me. 11. Before we go in, is is Grimdar still near us? Yeah. He's totally right in the corner under a blanket. Oh, no. Very like, defenseless and powerless. Can I just kind of like it a dark blanket? In? Not anymore. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. It's like a grayish fur blanket. Hey, can I just like push him towards like down the hallway a little bit just to like nudge him? He's nestled into the corner of the hallway at the end. Grimdar, you would have I found to you. actively Run. like pull him away. Grimdar, I found you. Run. Roll for perform or er, persuasion. Okay, that's gonna be a ooh twenty one. Okay, so he just kind of pulls the blanket and just stares at you. Run! Huh? Leave! Run! And he begins crawling on the ground. Away. Uh huh. Okay. As long as he's moving away from the thing trying to kill everybody. Uh, I'm going to as I see him doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know his name, right? Yeah. Uh, Grimdar. Mm-hmm. Find your friends and find Sister Lauren. Mm-hmm. I have friends. Yes. <laughs> I just want to make sure, because you said leave. That You're right. Okay. I'm going to clarify, because right. right. I know he, from both player experience he's gonna and open from that the interaction, front door and is he's going to fucking go. So that's why I clarified, because, I mean, kid can't read, so... You gotta be very specific, or wait, he's gonna. Open wait, that wait, door. can't read? No, Bran reads to him. So yeah. when we walked in and he was reading a book, he was just staring yes. at Squiggles on a Absolutely. paper. Absolutely, well, it was a pop-up book. Oh. Yeah, he yeah. only can read pop-ups. Why do you think I gave him the the, the light book? Yep. Admittedly, I only listened to the first episode of Island of Fall. It's so. okay. Yeah, Grimdar's not. That's. I mean, like his intelligence is not low. It was a ten, yeah. but like he just dwarves are not. The, you know the sharpest people. Yeah, they're not the sharpest people. Okay. So, yeah. So they're sturdy. Door right. opens. Your light illuminates inside. I'll clarify and just say that that conversation with Grimdar happened right at the sure. precipice yeah. of opening the door, just so this way you don't consume any actions in combat with that aspect of your conversation. Appreciate I also it. would assume that everybody would have wanted to make sure that little baby Grimdar gets out of harm's way. Yes. Yep. So you open the doors. Your light illuminates inside. You can see that the walls look like they're still the same style of stone that is constructed here. The northwest wall, uh, about two-thirds of the way down the length of it, you can see that there is a large stained glass that looks uh, as though it ascends with the base of a rectangle and then heightens to a triangular section at the top. You can see that in the center of it, it's various beautiful colors like pinks. You can see that it looked as though there was a woman who was standing here and she was holding something aloft. But all you see is the hand at the area where the glass has fractured. And you can see like a part of the height of her face where you can see that she's got a bright blue eye and long curly blonde hair. But the rest of her from down below has shattered and broken as the glass is on here on the ground inside. At the back wall of the chapel opposite you, you can see two sconces with not lit lanterns currently kind of shadowing the shoulders of a statue that looks like a smaller version of the Ostador statue outside in the promenade. You can see that his hands are, again, 
meeting in the center at his chest height, and there is a small-looking clay bowl inside. So it's the same statue? Correct. Same thematic statue. One of the miracles of... Correct. In the stained glass window, can I see what she was holding, or did that also break off? You just see her hand outstretched like this. The area above it is open. It's The glass is still intact. You, There's just nothing there. Interesting. Huh. So she's holding nothing. You can see also that there are staggered pews, so they're, they're matching on both sides, where it's two sections that look like they could support, you know, in their, like, five feet of length, maybe a couple of children, so they're stacked together, like, okay. next to each other. And then in the center, there is a small walkway, maybe only about 25 feet in length, before it meets a small little pulpit that is in front of the chapel. On that ground, you can see that there is a nice little furish carpet that is uh, like a, a dark red, kind of like the thing on the back of your... Like a russet kind of... Yes, absolutely. Like a russet carpet. Hmm. In the area where the broken glass is... Correct. In the area where the broken glass is, you see that two people have climbed inside. You can see that they're wearing, sh- like, rusted-looking leathery armor where it's looked like it's worn. You can see that small areas of it have, like, buckles that look like they are rusted. And as they're entering inside, you can see that they just have, like, little short swords or daggers in their hands. Behind them, though, outside, still in the snow, you see that there are other people waiting right behind them, attempting to get in. And for the first action in combat, Sarah. Oh, first action in combat of the whole campaign. Ooh. It is your turn. Oh, no, because uh, jerky. Yeah. Sure. Combat there. Technically. <laughs> Technically, Technically yes. Yeah. Swiped at the guard's eyes with their claws. And failed. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. You are approximately 30 feet from these people. Should you, like, step up and over the pews going diagonal towards them? About 30 feet, you said? Correct. Alright, so I'm going to cast... Uh, as my bonus action, I'm going to cast Shillelagh. Okay. On my staff. Okay. Um, so that's now imbued with the power of nature. Mm-hmm. And... Gotta get that critical table Oh, out. I forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you cast Shalele. Mm-hmm. So how wide is this is this opening? Just enough for the two people to come through? In the stained glass area? Yeah. Yes, it's ten feet wide, so the two people stepped inside together. Okay. So two more will be entering after them. So I'm going to... For my action, like I would like to cast Entangle okay. on the area directly below, like where they're entering. Mm-hmm. Um... I guess it's a 20-foot square, so maybe, like, five feet outside the window. Where they're in? Okay. And then uh, 15 feet in. Gotcha. Okay. Like that. So five feet out from them. Yeah. Okay. Very good. And do I have to roll some for my... That's the first level spell, so... Yes, you roll your burnout die. D12. 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 
Hey, thank you very much, Blue Vapor. For who's mm-hmm. watching. The wonderfully fun. Oh, oh, Sarah. oh no! Yes, oh, the first God. turn in combat. Oh. Sarah, roll a d100 for the burnout table. Mm. Now that is only on spells that consume spell slots, not cantrips. first level and above. Yes, right. Not cantrips. Okay. Or talents. Seventy-two. Oh boy. Seventy-two. Yeah. Right, so it's it's a seventy and then it's two, oh so that's seventy-two. God. Yep. So that's you, not actually that bad. You lose two hit points. So you cast entangle, <laughs> and, and the shrubbery and the vines that extend from the ground out from oh. the area in which you concentrate your spell, and as you extend your, what's your druidic focus? Um. Is it your staff, or do you have like a sprig of mistletoe? Do you have a yew leaf? I think I, I, I remember thinking about this, and I don't actually remember what it was. Okay. I'm going to say for now it's like a sprig of something. Uh, okay. I will clarify. What it, it, it actually yeah. is. So yeah, but you hold out the leaf and as your magic channels through it and you watch as the vines extend in the area of the ground of the wood, it looks like they sprout through the actual cracks in the floorboard and grow up around the legs of these mm-hmm. people. Your leaf shakes violently in your hand and a flash of like a little bit of illumination stretches down your wrists and you take the two points of damage. Uh, and then for me, I should have to make strength saving throws because you said you cast it in Tangle? Yes. Okay. So, uh, yep. Strength, strength saving throw or be restrained until the spell ends. Uh, one is a 16 and the other is a 7. So that is... The one is going to succeed and the other one is not going to succeed. Yeah. Okay. Any damage on that or just restraint? Restraint. Just restraint. Yeah, okay. and it becomes difficult terrain. Terrain, yep, for moving in and out. And that affects party members as well, right? Correct. Okay. Okay. Sarah's all good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, DJ, you said you had a 16, correct? Yeah. Your action is next. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. Um, so you said I can see two people that entered, right? Correct. Okay. Um, you can see a group of people behind them, but you can't quantify how many. You can definitively see minimum of two. Did they react in any kind of way to us coming in? So, I mean, yeah, they would look obviously disturbed and alarmed. Okay. But they're not communicating. They're not saying anything. Okay. I'm yeah. going to um, yell out, leave now, and you'll live. Uh, as an FYI, communicating with yeah. people like that will consume your action, because that is going to invoke an intimidation check. Right. Is that okay. what you want to do? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, roll for intimidation. Cool. And then I'll add the um, guidance as well. Yep. So that's a d4, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, one is a 14 and the other is a 6. All right. Uh, it's 20 without bonus. Okay. So the one who entangled just kind of looks back at everyone and makes a move to look like he's going to move out. And the people behind him in the glass panes of the window just extend their arms and All push right. him back inside. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. All right. Give them the chance. Organized were those crime. people right behind? Yes, they're in the frame of the window. Oh, because they would have also made a a strength check. For entangle? Yeah. For five feet outside the window, right? If they were within five Correct. feet of the window, then yes, they would have. Uh, yeah, they're both going to fail. So they're both... Uh, yep, restrained. restrained so he well. can't leave because there's people stuck to the ground. Correct. Great. Okay. Good. They also can't come in, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
So that is DJ. Yep. Okay, so the next person's turn is the bandit who is at the front who succeeded on your entangle, who you can see just kind of swiped his, his short sword at it and kicked the pieces of the vine off of it. Now, when you yelled out, he just kind of looked back quickly. His partner, the one adjacent to him, was the one who looked back a little bit more unsuredly. Mm -hmm. This man was slightly intimidated by what you said, but he knows that they're here for a purpose. So to him, he knows that they're committed to this action. All right. They're all going to die. So he is still inside of Entangled Area. Yes. So he is going to walk down along the length of the wall his 15 feet of movement. To get out of the... Uh... Out of the entangle. Hmm. So he is now adjacent in between the edge of a pew and the wall behind him. <laughs> <laughs> That's his turn. Okay. He just has a short sword readied in his hand. Alright. Uh, Paul, you had an 11. Alright, uh, so first I'm going to use my bonus action to switch my phy- psychic focus to mastery force. Okay. So that I advantage on strength checks. Okay. And then I will use my action to... Mm. Cast inertial armor. Okay. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Please. How many side points is that? Two. Two. Okay. Eight. Eight. Okay. You succeed. You do not burn out. <laughs> good. Very good. Whew. Good dodge. Right. So that makes believe. my base AC fourteen plus my dex. Dex. Okay. Okay. So Paul is good. And uh, I'm assuming I cannot ready my weapon on top of that, right? Uh, I mean, you can pull it out. That would be your item interaction, yes, yes if you would like okay. to pull out your weapon. Yes, yep. absolutely. What is your weapon? Quarterstaff. Very good. Okay. Uh, next up I just is... I never pulled out my, my sword. I pulled out my shield, but not my sword. So one of the bandits who was behind the pair of two in the front who are inside of the buildings, he did fail his restraint check, so he is stuck inside of it. However, you can see that he kind of pushes in between the shoulders of the two men in front of him, and you watch as the arrow point of a oh. bow between pulls out and extends forward. It's a ballsy move. Mm-hmm. So one, two, three, four. I mean, I get that you two are in the front, but I'm not gonna say. I was gonna say I have light shining from my shield that I would. I was gonna shoot at anybody. It'd be the guy throwing light on me, but I'm also not trying to invite any attacks on three. myself. Paul. <laughs> what Tracy? Huh? What Tracy? 18. Oh. Uh, 14, so it will miss. So, so which guy is this behind? Same. Hmm? Is this the partner of the person coming No, in? this is one of the ones behind them. So there are two in the window frame right now. So you watch as the arrow just kind of like sails by you, and you slightly move to the side, and the arrow pierces into the wood of the frame behind you. Uh, that's them. Next is... One of the under bandits who is unable to get through the set of four because of the entanglement. Yes. <sighs> what? Um, All right. What do you, so what? I <laughs> am going to have this bandit mm-hmm. who is here take his long quarter staff as well, and he shatters the rest of the glass. The height. Does it hit any of them? Of the window, yes. The the ones who are in front (laughs) do have to make dex saves or take the piercing damage. Uh, The one succeeds, the other does not. Is that a disadvantage? Yeah, with the difficult terrain. I mean, sure, with being able to dodge, we'll give it to you. Yeah, so he'll fail as well. Nice. (laughs) Gotta dig. Every point. Every point. 
There's one thing I've learned from rats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so they each take four points of slashing or piercing damage as the shards of glass descend on them and begin to like dip and dink into the back portions of like their neck and head. And you hear them just scream out, slightly just confused, but aware of what is happening. Uh, so that is that man's turn. And next, Don. Uh, how many people can I see? Four. Four? Um, okay, so the one that has moved off to the side mm-hmm. and uh, the two two of the other ones. Okay. Because um, they're all still in the difficult terrain except for the one. Correct. Okay. Um, yeah, so him and, and the, the, him, the one with the arrow, and mm-hmm. one of the other ones. Uh, I'm okay. going to cast Bane targeting all three of them. Okay. So they have to make charisma saving throws. What's the spell save DC? 14. Roll your burnout die. Yep. Uh, one is a 14, so that succeeds. The other one is a 7 and fails. You're Ten, on target 3. The other is a 15, so 2 succeed, 1 fails. So I will say that the short bow one is the one who fails. Okay, yep. So he is baned. Yep. Uh, I do not burn out. Okay. Uh, we are playing D&D 5e. We do have some custom rules in place for this campaign, as it is mm-hmm. a, a more real, realistic, gritty campaign. Uh, one of the things that we have in place is... Uh, the concept of magic burnout. Mm-hmm. So whenever we cast spells, we have to roll a die to see if our spell uh, kind of backfires on us and mm-hmm. uh, has a negative effect or a positive one. Mm-hmm. For clarification, I <laughs> just cast out. this first spell mm-hmm. of the campaign mm-hmm. immediately burnt burn out. out. So, uh-huh. so your burnout die also has shrunk yeah, down I, to a detail. Yeah, I mark that in Good. our uh, nice <laughs> okay. custom oh, yeah. program. Uh-huh. Speaking of that, I yep. forgot uh, everything for that, so I'll have to get it afterward. Okay. I just tried it, and I was sitting here, I was like, oh, right, that thing, and mm. I, yeah. Okay. So fine. the other one uh, behind the front, uh, the, the fourth bandit inside of the window, also pulls out his short bow and will fire. So one, two, three, four again. Nice. That's a different bandit. If it's me, the, not, not that one. That's not the baned one? No, he okay. already attacked. Yep. Four. Okay. Oh, you're very lucky I didn't crit you. <laughs> I did roll a 19, though, so it's a 23. Okay, yep, that does it. Oh! Eight. Wow. Piercing damage. Oh, Jesus. Make okay. a concentration check. <laughs> uh, it's not plus anything? Uh, concentration, it's a constitution saving throw. Okay, ten. Ten. Yeah. I used the wrong username, is what it is then. Your bane concludes. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. So the short bow pierces, like you watch as it zooms and flies quickly through and catches you, like, right under your collarbone and your chest and just digs into the area because you're wearing leather armor. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it just digs right into the area where you can see the strap comes under and, like, goes right into that soft spot. Okay. And you take eight damage. Uh, So the other bandits, again, are not able to get inside. The remaining portions of the stained glass are being cleared by those people. As you can see, they are just smacking their weapons. One of them, it looks like, has a longer pole arm that he is cleaving down the edges of the window, pulling the glass fragments down away from his companions and outside. Top of the turn order, Sarah. Um, so 
I guess I, I assume this will be an action. Mm-hmm. But I want to check this room to make sure there's no children in it. Uh, so, I mean, in terms of, like, when you entered, you did not see a child. You don't see any areas that look like a child could be hiding. Except under the pews. Under the pews, like, it's like too low to see... the ground. You can see the entirety okay. of them. Okay, sure. There is not a child under the pew. Okay. Why are you looking at me like that? Because that's what he does. He's, he's a he's monster. Somewhere. Correct. <laughs> he is somewhere in this room. Uh, oh, great. Oh, he's going to be fine. Like, I, I know he's somewhere in this room because the door <laughs> wasn't locked. Correct. So, so you, I'm going to look for him. So you want to go around and look for the child? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the two other areas that I described to you were the, the like, the, four and a half foot, five foot pulpit. Yeah. Like the, the podium in which somebody speaks. And then behind that is the statue of Osador, where there is a small space between the statue and the wall behind it. Would you like to investigate the pulpit or behind the statue? Mm, it's like one of those choose-your-own-adventure books. It's called Dungeons and Dragons. I was just uh, saying, it's, like, it's, just, it's D&D. No, but there's like, like mm-hmm. the books where it's like, which path will you take? Um... <laughs> I feel like one is the right choice and the other is a terrible yeah, that's why. choice. You know uh-huh. what? Probably. Let's Trick go question. with the statue. They're both terrible choices. He's not there. <laughs> so you run towards the back, towards the statue. Yeah. Is, does that put you closer to the window? Yes. So you run towards the back of this room and you turn and you peer behind into the area of the statue. Mm-hmm. You can see that there is a small space where, again, it's got the black robes that come down to the feet. Yes. You can see that beneath the statue, there is not a child, and behind the statue, there is not a child. Okay. Confirmed. Not a child here. Correct. So you investigate. You find no one. Yes. Okay. And I... Do you have anything with your bonus actions, Ira? Uh, well, I've already cast Shalili, so... Should it last for one minute? Okay. DJ, your turn. <sighs> um, one of the bandits is still entangled, right? Correct. Well, f- one inside of the area mm-hmm. is entangled. Two outside of the window frame are entangled. Okay. Um, the one that's in... I'm going to move to the one that's uh, still stuck near the window. It's unable to move. Okay. Um, unless, of course, that provokes an opportunity attack from the other do I, what, do no I because to... the other one had moved down and is now along the wall adjacent to one of the pews about okay. 15 feet down the length of the wall Okay. Great. so you want to go into the area of the entanglement and attack that one oh that's right it's 15 feet of entangle around it correct you can definitively go to the one that had escaped the entanglement that's going to be the move then yeah that's okay. the plan because I don't want to get myself trapped Okay. you won't get yeah. trapped it's just um it's only uh, you can only get trapped in it right when I cast it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It's just difficult, it's just difficult terrain in which you probably would not be able to meet that man and attack him in one turn. It has your uh, movement mm-hmm. speed. Okay. Right? So you're attacking this one that is on the west wall? Yeah. And okay. while I'm moving over to him, I'm able to draw my sword because mm-hmm. I hadn't done that yet. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I'm going to draw my sword and run over and attack him. Okay. Make your attack roll. All right. I'm going to um. see. He's trying to run, right? I'm going to chop at his legs. Try to take okay. legs out. Go right ahead. I feel like that's not... 
Uh, let's see. That's going to be a... Oh, 14 to hit. 14 hits. Oh, cool. All right. I, I'm worried. You have a long sword? Yeah. Did you wield it one-handed or two? Um, 1d8 is one-handed, so I'll say one. Okay. Yeah, because you have your shield out. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Very good. So that's going to be uh, nine damage. Nine. Okay. Yeah. So you approach and you cleave at this man's legs and you cut not like knee down... You cut into the front of both thighs, and as you cleave through, you watch as the blood just gushes in a torrent. He looks down and just screeches and falls to his knees and begins grabbing at his legs because he is bleeding out and dying. Good. He's not moving. All right. Jesus. Immobilized. I was going to say, like, knowing how much health I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they can't have that much. Yep. Um, Speaking of which, excuse me, I took two away there, please. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, that bandit has died. Well, is dying, is mm-hmm. in the process of dying, because I am doing dying for specific enemies now. Can I, I think uh, that's cool as shit. No, nah, I can't attack. Can I unarm strike on a bonus action? You have your shield out, so no. Can I use a boot? Kick him? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, you're going to kick this guy while he's oh, down? Oh, yeah, I'm going to stomp on him while he's yeah, down. I mean, Absolutely. He, he falls from the slash, so I'll say you have advantage for the kick. Oh, oh yeah, that hits. It's an 18 without bonus. Okay. Oh, you got to take for the crit. Dig for the crit. Dig for the crit. Dig for the crit. For the crit. Right, for the crit. I mean, the guy's already dead. Curb stomping. Oh, there's a 19. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. so close. Roll okay. one more time. Maybe you'll get that. Uh, it's just solid five damage. Uh, did you roll 1d4? Uh, two damage. Two? Okay. So yeah. I mean, you kick him, he gains another uh, another dying condition, so Good. he is closer to death. As you kick his hands away from his thighs, and as you do, you watch as his palms just kind of like slide this torrent of blood down to his knees, and it continues to just seep and leak out like a waterfall from his legs. Oh my god. Uh-huh. That's some arteries. Oh. Yeah. That's why he's dying. That's that why nice he's femoral. Out. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So... Good, good, good. All right, next up is Paul now, since we just uh, got the... Or no, I have to technically make a dying check for this man. <laughs> so he fails, so he's a dying three. Oh. So yeah, you just watch as he, he just starts oh. to pull the little bit of cloth that is below the area which has been gashed and tries to bundle it up and, like, staunch the bleeding, but his palms just slip and slide away, and his hands are now just out on the ground, and he's looking up at you. Can I put him out of his misery? Like, can I just... Just to end it? Maybe next turn. Okay. <laughs> Paul, it's your turn. Sorry, okay. dude, you gotta suffer. I'm out of movement. So, Nesgrim is on the man that moved towards us. There's Correct. one man still entangled. And where are the two others? Two outside of the opening of the window pane on the them. outside. You can see them, yes. Uh, so, the, the man that just used uh, whatever it was to clear the mm-hmm. glass. Yep. I'm gonna look at him. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, I'm gonna change my psychic focus to psychic assault. Okay. Um, use my bonus action to do that, and then I'll use Mind Thrust. So he has to make an intelligence saving throw. Okay. Does that consume psi points? No, it does not as a psionic talent. Okay. Uh, this is the one that I said don't worry about doing the saving throw. So this is just the damage, correct? That's just the damage? Correct. Okay. Yep. So... Wait, let me make sure Mind Thrust. Ten. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh! It's a one <laughs> plus two is three. <laughs> Well, at least it wasn't a one on... Or it's not a burnout one, luckily, but... Mm-hmm. So you psychic thrust this bandit, and you can watch as he pulls his polearm, and he makes eye contact with you briefly, and you don't have any somatic or verbal components. You just make eye contact yep. and just kind of linger with him for a second, and he just looks around confusedly and 
goes to like grab at his head, but his hands are still on the you know the staff or the hilt of his uh, pole arm, and he just kind of like looks around confusedly as though he's unsure as to what the fuck just happened to him. Good, good. understandable. Okay, uh, <laughs> so you action bonus action, so you're good. Um, yes, and uh, wait, where am I? Uh, where are you? You two are me? still in the doorway. Yeah, together. in the doorway. Okay, then I'm, I won't move. Okay. Yep. All right. So now it is the bandit who has the short bow, who was baned, but bane concluded. Uh, he will short bow. Sarah, now that you are the one who is closest to this grouping of people, I'm going to specifically target you with this bandit as he pulls his arrow towards you and you are in the small space. So I will say that you have half cover, okay. which gives you plus two to your armor class. Oh, nice. You're welcome. Oh, it don't matter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. The DM gives A 19? Yeah, yes. oh. Even with the plus two, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Six piercing damage. Ooh. Ooh. As the arrow just deftly sails through the small gap, catches you in like the center portion of your mm-hmm. sternum and just sinks in to the area of your chest. And you watch as he just goes heartlessly back to knock another arrow. Wait a second. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say like don't, Archer's don't, rush. don't do this to me. <laughs> yep. Quick question: Would you consider healing hands or lay hands on full burnout? No, no, no. Okay. Racial, class, abilities, things like that do not invoke burnout. Just wanted to make sure. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So the other bandit who was restrained is now going to make a strength check with his action to attempt to break out of the restraint. Oh, also, actually, you have to make a Constitution saving throw because you have a concentration check. Con save. Correct. <laughs> Ten? You roll Ten. what I roll. No. <laughs> so no. your entangle concludes. No. <laughs> it happened oh. to me too. It's about to be Black Friday in this cathedral. So yes. your entangle God. concludes. So the other man uh, who was previously entangled has his dagger out, is going to run at you behind the statue with his dagger and like lean onto the wall and attempt to thrust his dagger at you. Specifically, sadly, because it's available, your face. <laughs> oh! <laughs> a four. No, <laughs> that doesn't hit me. Jeez. So he gets close, and as he strikes forward with his dagger, you watch as it skids along the edge of the back of the robes of the statue of St. Ostador. And it scrapes along, and you hear that terrible grinding noise as blade scrapes against stone. That is his turn. Good, good. And done. Uh, okay, so I am going to immediately duck out the door to cover, uh, uh-huh. and I am going to cast uh, Cure Wounds on myself. Very good. Because I am <laughs> going die. to die. Yep. Oh, good. I didn't know you had healing spells. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, I mean, I don't now, so <laughs> well, I have... we're out of slots. Yep. But My lay hands oh, on... you have to roll on burnout? Oh, yeah, I do, right. My lay on hands isn't very strong. Oh, we're good, so. we're good, we're good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I regain eight, so I'm... I'm You're full. I'm back at full. Okay. Yeah, nice. Anything on your bonus action, sir? Um, nothing. I mean, all I have is spare the dying. I can't can't do anything on a bonus <laughs> can't action. Can't spare yourself? Can't spare myself. I'm, okay. I'm covered. Yep. I'm, so you're outside, you're <laughs> yeah, back in the hallway. I'm just, uh, you know, behind this door. Yep. I got you. 
So you're out in the hallway. Okay. So the entanglement has now ended. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. You're in a, you're in bad spots. <laughs> Real bad spots. Well, I'm the, okay. the man I is occupying this. the five foot space that would be capable of attacking you. So no one else in melee is going to oh, realistically be able to get to you. Yes. <laughs> they would have to go around the statue. <laughs> Uh, it's also, now that there is a person standing in front of it, I would say that you effectively have full cover from range attacks because you're obscured by the height of a person yes. as well as the statue on your side. I so, cannot be seen. Yeah, the man with the pole arm crawls inside and steps ten feet down and is now ten feet away from Nesgrim. And you watch as this large halberd from your side just swings at you diagonally. It's that long? Ten foot range, yeah. Right. Pole arms. Damn. Damn. That's how... Pole arms are 10 foot range. I didn't know that. Oh, yes. Damn. I right. guess between your arms and the length of the yeah. pole arm. Yeah. And 18. That is my AC, so it hits. Rip. Uh, maybe not. For five. Yeah, I'm good. So Ooh. five slashing as this pole arm, this halberd just sweeps down. So your right hand dominant, correct? Yeah. Okay. So after you had swept with your longsword and you're standing here, the, the halberd slashes in underneath the area of the pauldron covering on your right shoulder and sweeps in front of you. And he deftly pulls it back just before making contact with the wall and brings his halberd back in front of him. Okay. Well, the other bandit steps inside, the one with the other short bow, and... Paul, you're the only feasible target that is not currently being obscured by another person. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're lucky a nine. <laughs> so no. The second arrow is this man climbs over into the area which had previously been entangled so the floorboards are a little bit busted and broken. He steps in, quickly pulls an arrow and fires it a little bit, not not recklessly, but a little bit too hastily, and his arrow just sails about eight feet above you into the height of the wall, right where the door frame is, okay. and sticks above you. Can, can I react? Sure. I'm gonna look at him. I'm gonna smile. And he just looks at you and smiles, and it's like, I'm going to eat everything you love. Oh my god! I'm not gonna say anything, I'm just gonna continue to Joke's smile. Joke's on you, I don't love anything! <laughs> Jesus! Go figure, that's what you mean! I'm gonna make sure I show my little, little sharp teeth. Very good. Eat everything you love, my god. So they do eat the children, confirmed. I mean, the next man, the final bandit, steps in, and you can see that he just has a pair of daggers. And he steps in. So how many bandits are there total? Six. Six. Yeah. So he steps in. And he pulls out, you know, he's got his two daggers. And you're obscured, you're obscured, you're out in the hallway. So sorry. <laughs> and he launches two daggers at you. How far away is he? 30 feet? Correct. Okay. The one is a 17. Son of a bitch. The other one is a 7. <laughs> yeah, that's my okay. AC. It's only a D4, Paul. Uh, for four. Where does it land? Does it, so does the it off or does it land in front of me? As so it, the dagger, it kind of like slashes by your shoulder so the blade as it's going past you slashes into the area of the psychic barrier up here. Since it's not a critical, it's not going to damage it, but you're still going to take a small amount of damage as it just slightly right. pierces through and catches you in the shoulder and slashes as it goes by. You said it was two? Uh, no, four. Four? It was a two plus two, so four. Top of the turn order, Sarah. 
There is a man on the opposite side of the statue near you. Yes, there is. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use... Uh, Cry big tears? Yes. <laughs> so many tears. Mm-hmm. How far away is the, um, the, the pulpit? Ten feet. Away from the door? No, away from where you are. Right, the I mean, pulpit was in front of the statue. Is it? I mean, is it near the stained glass? Uh, no, okay. that is about 15 feet away from the stained glass. Is there cover over there? Uh, half cover, I would justify. Sure, if you wanted to attempt to hide behind it. Yes, half cover. I am going to use face step. Okay. I'm going to teleport over to the pulpit. Over to the pulpit. Okay. Um. So because it's winter, mm-hmm. when I do that, um, a creature that I see within five feet must succeed on wisdom saving throw or be frightened of me until the end of my next turn. <laughs> Great. So you. Does it say where you left or oh, where, where you I land? left? Oh, thank oh, where God. You left. I was yeah. going to say. Ah! <laughs> Everybody. Okay. No, I can stab someone. Ray's going to just fucking kill her. Uh, yes, so the man is definitively uh. where you left frightened as you just suddenly look back at him and disappear before his eyes. <laughs> like I might just like wink at him. Very good. <laughs> hey, That's fucker. Nice. Gotcha. <laughs> and then you're out? Yeah, okay. so I'm going to um, go over to the... To the pulpit. Okay. And I once again would like to use my action to investigate. To investigate. Yeah. So you look behind. It's you know about a five by five rectangular shape. Mm-hmm. So there are like a, it's a small shelf, but then below it there looks like an area that um, consider like the pull-out drawers. <laughs> <laughs> you just. <laughs> And you just, like, his hands up against the ceiling of the thing. This small little boy with blonde hair and blue eyes just... Oh, fuck. <laughs> How's... You're chilling in a fucking drawer. Yep. How small is he? How small is he? I mean... Like, could I feasibly, like, grab him and run with him towards the door? Like or a is... football? <laughs> you could attempt to. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty, he's pretty small. He's only a few years old. He's like a toddler. So we'll say he's about three foot three. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, pull him out and just drag him towards the door. Okay, so you pull him out. Yeah. And then you run thirty feet just towards the door. Yeah. Okay. So I will say that the child is your item interaction. I'll give you that. That's totally fine with me. You pull him out of the drawer. He stays motionless, doesn't remotely react, and you just like hurl him like a fucking yeah. pallet Am I out of the door. Like, get to the door and just like throw him out there. And close the door. Like, just get him into oh, the hole. You said throw. So you, do you throw the child? I mean, I'm not gonna like throw. Him but I'm, I'm going to be a little less gentle than I might have been in a okay. less stressful situation. Yep. <laughs> so you run him out. All right. <laughs> get out! Get out! Did you okay. hear what Don said? I said that'll be Brent's solo death for the character. It's yep. <laughs> a kid. It's pretty much, dude. Has uh, he not died at all? No. no. Oh. He never died in fall. All right. Uh, the bandit who had a 16 died. So, DJ, your all action. All right. Um... You have the man dying on the ground at your feet, and to the right, ten feet away from you, a man with a pole arm. Who I would provoke an opportunity attack from if I tried to run. 
the dying man on the ground? No, you wouldn't provoke the anything pole. from him. The polearm, no. He does not have the sentinel feet. So okay. you do not, like, it depends on which way you're attempting to run. Like, if you attempt to run out of his reach, yes, you will provoke an opportunity attack. But if you attempt to move five feet towards him, mm-hmm. you'll be able to attack without provoking opportunity. Right. It's only okay. when you leave their reach. Okay. They're like threat radius. Okay. Um... Against my better judgment, mm-hmm. I'm gonna yell out uh, to my friends, "We got the kid," and okay. then I'm gonna turn to run. I know. I don't like that the music stopped right <laughs> and just signed. It's a fourteen. Okay, so you yell out, "We have the child." And as you turn and begin to move, you watch as the halberd from, as you're turning, it begins to sweep towards your left, and you slightly tilt your neck backwards, and the halberd just misses, like, the front of your nose and face, and you run out the door. Yeah, I I get to the door, and not necessarily run out, but still stand in the room, sword and shield ready, just Okay, so you just attempt to provide a bit of a fortification at the front of the door. Like a sentry, sort of. Yeah. Okay. So, DJ's good. So you're not out the door, you're next to me. I'm next yep. to the door, yeah. Okay. Yep. We got the kids, so that means we're all... So Sarah's out, out in the hallway, Donna's out in the hallway, little baby Bran is out in the hallway, and uh, Felix and Nesgrim are standing in the doorway together. And... Okay. Paul. Um, so I'm going to look at the the bandit with the... Uh, the God damn it. Bow. Short bow? Yep, the short bow. And I will mind thrust him. Okay. Roll your damage. Please. Please, 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 please. please. Have we heard like... Oh, why? Burnout. One again. Plus two. It's not a burnout for him. It's just the damage. I thought that was the burnout. I was like... So you hit the one with the short bow? Have we heard any ring bells? When this happens? Like since this fight has started? No. Thank you for reminding me that I wanted to keep an ear. I wanted to specifically mm-hmm. say I listened for the sound of clinking silver. Mm-hmm. Nope. You have not heard anything so far? Good. Okay, so three damage to the man with the short bow? Yep. Okay. Anything with your bonus action, sir? Um, how many bandits are there left? One, two, three, four? Five. Five? Yeah. We only killed one of them? You mm-hmm. only killed one. The one uh, that Nesgrim killed. I'll use my bonus action to... A couple of them are weakened, but not dead. I'll use my bonus action to switch to Mastery of Force. Okay. And I will slink out that door. So you step out into the hallway as well, yes. leaving Nesgrim in the door alone. Great. Thanks. Uh, Get out of there. That's fine. Very good. Okay. Well, I have to wait for my turn now. Get out of there. Mm-hmm. As soon as it's my turn, I'm getting out. Yeah, trust me. Can I use my item <laughs> interaction mm-hmm. to pull the person I own through the door? <laughs> I own no, you. No, definitely too heavy to be classified as an item interaction to yank a person. So sorry. I think that only counted for the small brand. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, that was me. You know, he's... 30 pounds of tiny tummy, so... <laughs> I'm 30 pounds! <laughs> Alright. Paul's turn is over. And now it's to me bandit friends. Uh, so... The one on the ground, I have to make his dying check. Uh, you watch as he bleeds out and begins to just stop moving on the ground over in the corner of the room. One shot, one kill. Yep. Uh, okay. It was two. No, that just helped him along. He was already dead. <laughs> so the one who was at the statue who thrust, uh, oh no, sorry, it was the, 
Polar man first. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. Polar man runs over towards you and again stops ten feet and vertically brings down, attempting to cleave at your head. Okay. Uh, for a nine. <laughs> Bless you. Yeah, so nine. as he swings, you just pull your long sword up and angle it and direct the blade out away from him, and he swings it back to his side. That is his turn. Uh, and then the next one is the other short bow that you just mind thrusted. He will knock another arrow and attempt to fire at Nesgrim as well, because you are the one in the doorway. It's understandable. Uh, 19. That hits. Oh boy. For six. Yeah, that's why, <laughs> that's why I got the fuck out of there. Are you still, are you still... I'm still up. <laughs> so the polar man, as he pulls his halberd back... Instantly after, as your attention is diverted and you begin to pull your longsword back, an arrow slides through and catches you, like, in the chest area again. In, like, one of the spacings of where... You have chainmail? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, in the spacings, it pierces through the thin parts of the chain. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Don, your turn. Uh, okay. Um, how does Nesgrim look in front of me? Nesgrim looks very bloodied. Okay. Um, I'm going to... I assume I cannot pull Nesgrim and latch the door in, within my turn. Uh, no, and there's not really a latch for the door. The chain is really what I'm referring to. Uh, yeah, no, you would actually have to take a turn or so to be able to pull the doors closed, pull the chain up, and then padlock it. Okay. Um, I'm going to uh, use part of my movement to lean in mm -hmm. um, and see the man with the pole arm. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to just uh, not close my eyes, but just kind of like concentrate on him mm -hmm. and toll the dead. Okay, wisdom save. Yep. What's your spell save DC? Uh, fourteen. Fifteen. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Okay. I'm yep. about to take some some more. Uh, Nothing else I can do. More damage. Uh, so the one who had the dagger back by the statue is technically frightened of you and mm -hmm. is unable to move towards you all. So yes. he cool. actually begins to, in his fear, run back towards the window, and that is his action. Okay. The other bandit that is remaining... Uh, Knife boy. Yep. He is the one who had been throwing daggers. Uh, instead of throwing daggers... Uh, he'll run up and get within 10 feet of you, so he'll be adjacent to the man with the pole arm, okay. and he will throw his two daggers at you. Or no, he'll throw one dagger, because he only has two left, so As you do. I have to preserve <laughs> a seven, so no. <laughs> so okay. the second dagger that he throws, you just pull your... You have a kite shield, or I believe? Um, I'll say it's... Uh, uh, what's round? I don't know the right term for that. Not kite, because a kite... Like a buckler? Is... Yeah, a buckler okay. is just circle. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, you pull your circle shield, your buckler up, and the knife just slams into the metal portion of the crown center and falls to the ground at your feet. And we come back to the top of the turn order, Sarah. So the door is open. Mm-hmm. Nesgrim is currently in the doorway. How far away is he from me? Uh, only about ten feet. Because I would say that you had gone out into the hallway mm -hmm. to get the child away. Has I have I since like put him down and he's yeah he's away. he's running away okay, in so the hallway. I'm going to uh, this is spooky. Yep. I have mm -hmm. two options here. 
please don't kill me. Neither <laughs> stab Nesgrim in the back. Neither of my plans involve. She doesn't have to outrun the bandits. She only has to outrun me. Oh. Break his knees. <laughs> how how is Nesgrim looking? Bloodied, bad, bloodied, real bad, Very real bad. bloodied. Like one more attack from death, probably. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna run up to him and okay. grab his arm. And cast cure wounds. Okay, oh, roll your d8. You. Come on. I eight. hope you don't burn out. Seven plus I thought that was a one. four. Okay, so eleven and 11. roll your burnout yes. die, Sarah. It is now a d10. Yes, it is. I take eleven health. Yeah, you heal yeah. for eleven. Nice, thank you. That puts me back up to full. Three. Right, you're safe. You <laughs> do not burn out. That put me exactly to full. Right, oh, nice. Um, that's good. Mm-hmm. Whew. That, I'm gonna stay and fight now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling fucking ready. I'm not gonna stay. I'm like gonna <laughs> no, 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 I'm exiting very Anything quick. with your bonus action, Sarah? Am I able to just pull him through the. Like. Through the turn, doorway? Yeah, like turn and run with him? Is that an option? I mean. I don't. He's a very large, well armored man. Okay, What's yeah, your I, strength score? Plus zero. So your strength's a ten. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So no, you cannot pull the you know probably 180, 200 pound man. You like grab it and get out of here. I think I um, might have come on, Mister. Don needs to wait. That's so okay. No, I sure didn't. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to. Uh, I'm gonna piece out of there. So you run. So you run your twenty feet down the hall. Well, not I'm not running down the hall because I want to close the door. I want to help close the okay, door. Okay, so you want to just step back the ten yeah. feet again, so this way people can get out. Yes, absolutely. All right. We're not going to just run down the hall and let all the bandits follow us. I got you, <laughs> Paul. At least that's not my plan. I don't know what everyone's so plan. You said the door is open, correct? Correct. So I can see Shortbow Man, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm gonna give him a good eye fucking. Very and, good. Uh, switch my um, use my bonus action to switch back to psychic assault. Okay. And mind thrust him. Very good. Uh, what? Three <laughs> in a row? <laughs> These are rigged. Have you considered different dice? These roll well. <laughs> Do they? So three damage. Oh my god. Okay. He's taken nine. Yeah. Does he look fucked up? I mean, he looks very bloodied. He looks <laughs> staggered. He looks, you know, blood on, on the, the ears and nose. Yeah, on the brink of death. He looks very hurt. I didn't even use my staff. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, that's it. Very good. All right. Um. Wait, what about? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I didn't have you go. Go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. Yep. I just I leave the room. You run out. Yeah, I run out, and preferably, can I close the door and leave in the same turn? Yeah. Cool. I leave and just. So we'll say that you actually just readied your actions to this way. When he does that and you watch as he injures another person, you pull the door shut. Perfect. Okay, and you are all now out into the hallway and the doors are shut. All right, I'm going to keep pressing on the door. And do I still have an action or was that my action? Pulling the door shut would be your action. Okay. For a bonus action, can I call out to friends? Or would that be... These people here or additional people? Yeah, no, that's fine. Cool. They're right here. All right. I'm going to yell, quick, chain the door while I'm holding it. Okay, so uh, the next two people that go will have actions to attack the door, mm-hmm. and then it will be you to be able to attempt okay. to chain the door shut. Okay. Uh, so, Halbert, man. 
does no damage to the door <laughs> as he swings his polearm. You hear it thud, but it's almost like he turned the blade and slapped it with the side sure. of the blade. How thick is this door? It's pretty thick. Okay. Yeah. Two C's. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the Three other C's. man runs up. Ooh. Yeah. Make a strength check. Great. Uh, strength check or strength save? Strength check. Okay, so that's going to be 23. 23, okay. So you feel the <laughs> man on the opposite side pulling at the handle of the door. And as it begins to open slightly, you reach back down and grab the knob once more and pull it sealed. Okay. Oh, so it opens in towards the chapel. Mm-hmm. That's so much harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How long is it open for? Only like maybe a half of a second. Not anything for anybody to be able to attack or like plunge anything through. How about make eye contact? Yeah, you can see that the man who had been throwing, um, or the man who had been firing the short bow has since, you know, like dropped his short bow and was the person pulling away. Give him a real dirty look through the door. All right, Dom. Okay. Um, To clarify, can I use my bonus action to try to chain the door? Sure. Because I would like to action and guidance myself first. Sure. Because I assume this would be an ability check of some kind. Sure. So I would like to give myself that advantage. Yeah. Understood. Uh, okay. So you okay. guidance yeah. yourself. Yeah. I'll attempt to chain the door. Okay. Just what roll a d20. It? All right. Just roll the d20. <laughs> not good. Uh, Add your d4. Still not going to be good. Uh, three. Three. Two. No. What? Yep. <laughs> I rolled two and a two one. and a one. So, to me, the justification is how quickly you're capable of doing it. So, it's not like you fumble with it. Obviously, you're able to pick things up. But in a stressful, heated moment, you grab the chain and you begin to curl it through, but you're not able to curl it and padlock it in one action. Okay. All right. And now I have two remaining living bandits with turns. Uh, They will, together, in unison run and attempt to burst through the door with their shoulders. Does that wait, wait, you said if the door opens in, inside, inside, yes. So that's it's not like we're half No, they're attempting to break the door. They're trying to break the door. Correct. They're attempting to just fully down. break the door. Yeah. So you can roll a strength check, yes, with disadvantage. Uh, I am going to roll with advantage, but it's still it's against more the hit point value of the door itself. Oh, those are both good. Uh, 16 and an 18. Uh, yeah, so I rolled a 9 with my highest roll. <laughs> they just bounce off the door. So yes, you feel them thud against the door, but the door doesn't like give because, yes, it's opening inward. They're just crashing up against it, but the door does not open. So it's like a wall. They're basically Correct. just running into a wall. Correct. Cool. But you feel the force of them bash up against the side of the door. And Sarah, it's your turn. I would like to close the door. <laughs> like, lock the... You want to pick up the padlock and lock yes. it? Okay. Yes, so I would like to do that. Pull up the padlock, put it through, chain it. Okay. Do I need to roll? No. It's large. You lock the door. Door's cool. locked. Okay. I'm also going to take some of that... Uh, are we still in combat? Or is combat pretty much... I mean, I would still say it's effectively combat, but at this point, I don't know what you all want to do. They're going to continue to bang mm-hmm. on the door. Would they you, can still break the door. Would you keep turn order, or are we kind of stopping initiative order? It depends now? on whether or not you all are in okay. the effort to stay yeah. together have, in this area, or if you're attempting to leave. Come. No. From either side of the door. So no, no. one from the orphanage has come either. Nope. Did you skip me? 
on that turn? Yeah. No, I I, just I think went. you would have or you would have been after me. Yeah. And I uh Retora just went, so I'd be next and then you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So it's up to you all. If you want to stay here and attempt to figure something out for the issue with this battering door, but they are still going to attempt to yeah. ram the door down. Well, okay. can I uh, yeah. shout, I guess? Sure. They're in the chapel. Okay. I'll sure. shout out like, so you, throughout the hallways. You yell out and you hear your voice echoing out through the hallways as it's reaching the other side and you hear it slightly reverberating as it's echoing around you. And you see as you look out in the extent of the hallway you can see at the opposite end children running up the stairs as though they are attempting to flee away to the safety of the second floor have we heard any other sounds from the orphanage no and there are not there are no other sounds emanating from any of the locations on this first floor it seems as though the first floor has been vacated can i use my um my movement for this round Okay. To run up the stairs towards the uh, office. If you want. I'll, um, I'll stay here <laughs> if you want to go alert I'm, somebody. I'm I'll holler if something's yeah. wrong. You begin running upstairs? I begin running upstairs because that's okay. my... Yeah, you dash and you run up 60 feet. Yeah. What are you two well, doing? Would I be able to dash since technically my action was Meh. locking the door? If you that's want to say fine. my bonus action since he already did yeah, most of the work. that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Running so you towards. Dash up 60 feet. What do you two want to do? Because Nesgrim is here manning the door. Uh, I'll uh, bonus action switch to Mastery of Force and help him hold the door. Okay. Cool. Ether. Um, is there a space between both sets each door? Is there a space there? Or is it flush, like, completely closed It's flush, completely closed. Yeah, between the... Because it's a double door. Mm -hmm. But yes, in that center area, it's flush closed. Damn. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Since we're, like, out of combat proper, am I able to say something and still use an action and and then move? Or no? Yeah. Okay. You're always able to, like, at least communicate, because you're not invoking an ability check from an enemy. Okay. Um... Yell if there's a problem. I will, I'm yes. going to check with Rator and make sure everything is okay upstairs. Okay, me and Felix will watch the door. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put my hand on him as I go to rush away and cast Guidance again. Okay. And run up the stairs. So, Ethier and Rotora run upstairs. I don't like the way you said that. I don't like that. Ethier or Ethier and Rotora run upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Felix and Nesgrim down here manning the door oh, no. together. Oh no. We split the party. No, it's almost nine o'clock. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be dead soon. So what? we run upstairs. <laughs> we he's the bandits, remember? Correct. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so, that's not what he meant. As I'm we, sure it's not. But. As we run upstairs, uh I am going to have the people who are here attacking the door make their attacks against the door. Okay. So Polar Man is specifically pretty okay with a halberd at breaking through and splintering this door. But he rolls a nat one, so he's got to roll <laughs> on the He's so Does he break his? He sucks. I hope he I snaps mean, it, it gets stuck right in, half. it doesn't break. But his polearm is stuck, and he'll have to make a strength check next turn to attempt to get it out. Hell yeah. So you hear it thud and stick in it, you're, oh, fuck! <laughs> I'm just going to snicker on the other side of the door. Can I audibly laugh? Yeah. Cool, I do that. Very good. <laughs> awesome. It is now, yeah. That's great. Apparently it is now. That makes me laugh harder. Oh, Nesgrim riding with 
Nelson was not intentional, I promise. <laughs> I have not been planning that for several months. <laughs> all right. So, as all of them are attacking, uh, you can feel the door, like, chip away. It's not breaking. Uh, two of the attacks did hit the door and struck into it. So you can feel the door, not, not remotely beginning to give, but you can feel that they're clashing into the door and splintering parts of the wood. Uh, Ethier and Retora, as you both run upstairs, you can see that the sisters are leading the children into the storage room. Is Sister Madeline there? You do not see Sister Madeline. The flashbang. Mm-hmm. They ran. And you watch as they open the storage door and no one yells out. And the light yep. flashes in the face of the children, and the children and the women begin to scream, confused and afraid, and run do. back this side of the hallway towards you all. Wasn't wait a second, wait a second, <laughs> wait a second. Wasn't wasn't Sister, Sister Lauren, Lauren there, there with us? You don't see Sister uh, Lauren. She's now. not there either. Nope. Where? <laughs> Sarah's pissed. <laughs> Who's running this establishment? Sister Madeline. Sister no Madeline. one right now. I bet they all ran. I'm, I'm convinced they all ran. You the run towards right? Sister Madeline's door? That's where the bell is? Oh, Did she say that? Correct. Yeah. Yes, this has all been a game of hide and seek. Oh! Uh, <laughs> as I see them running towards me, uh-huh. am I able to like try to I mean, yeah, you can see that uh, a a small dwarf woman who you are not familiar with, who is wearing the same set of robes, is running with, like, an infant in her arm. You can see that there's another young, like, 14, 15-year-old girl who is running with an infant in her arms as well. Behind them, you can see about 70 children. 70? Yes. Jesus. I told you there's a lot of children in this orphanage. Well, I thought, you know, when you said there's not that many older children, you were like, oh, yeah, there's one of each. Then (laughs) There's a lot of young kids. That's it. Like, it's mostly fucking, you know, 6 to 10-year-olds. Yes. So this, you know, um, shorter dwarf woman runs up to you and just looks up as you just put your hands out. Oh, who the fuck are you? We are here to help. We have been defending the invasion on the chapel. Where are you running? I don't know. I just want to get out. I've got to get the kids out. Something's going on in the storage. In storage? The light? In the storage. You're not there. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. In storage. The light? Yes. That was to Horrifying light. That was from me. It was to confuse... It was to confuse the intruders. It well, it confused the shit out of me and the kids. I'm sorry. I would say the safest place for you is the nursery. There are no windows. All right. Come on. And you watch as she turns and just ferries all of the children into the small orphanage. I was going to say, are 70 kids going to fit in this nursery? They're going to pile in. They're going to have to. Were they going to fit the doors. in the storage room either? All right. <laughs> There's a ton of crap in there, so. And she just ferries all the children inside. And you arrive, Retora, at Sister Madeline's door. Real quick. I'm going to attempt to open the door. You pull on the door, and you pull it open, and you see inside, on the ground, is Sister Madeline. Is she dead? Oh, son of a bitch. Is there a bell nearby? I'm ringing the... I want to ring the bell. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a bell? I want to ring the bell. You can see that in front of her large arching window, right hanging down, is a bell Mm -hmm. with a small, like, you know... Similar to like Liberty Bell, ask a traditional bell shape. Yeah. 
You can see that there is a pull in front of it, and you can see that the latches to the windows are open. At the latches of the windows, you can see that there are two grappling hooks. Cracked into the frame of the wood. And you can see that Sister Madeline is on the ground. Are you running towards the bell? Yes. You run by Sister Madeline towards the bell. Are you ringing the bell? I would like to attempt to ring the bell. You don't need to attempt to ring the bell. You can absolutely just ring the bell. Yes. So you pull on the string, and as you do, you feel that the string just gives. And it pulls... Can I whack it with my quarter staff? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you just, fuck this shit, John! I'm tired of you already! Three episodes is fucking horrors! You just begin s- screaming and slapping your goddamn quarter staff into the bell. And you watch as it just sways back and forth and just very heavily begins to ding, ding, mm-hmm. ding, ding, echoing out. And you watch as the string from it that had been attached previously just slowly falls to the ground at your feet. Okay. I would you like... all hear this okay. bell ringing. Uh, I would like to run to towards the area. Yeah. Okay. Where... As you're running, yes, you too. Where I'm at, do I see any benches that are outside of the chapel? Is there any furniture outside? Nope. Nearby? Nothing in the hallways. Like I said, they didn't have ample furniture to be able to provide anything to serve as barricades for the chapel. Felix, um, should we go check or should we Stay here? Do you, I'll stay no, here? We have to stay, stay here. You. I'll stay here, you go check. Why don't if they break through, they'll overwhelm you. Wait, you? You're Can't not meta. there, sir. Don't tell anything. Can't matter. They, they might, but I can also just yell and let you know that they've broken in. I I I should have some warning before they're through. The, the bell's already been rung. Yes, that's... We're, we're the first line of defense. For you here and dexter- there. Both of you make dexterity saving throws. Oh, Ooh, someone just broke through the door. Not breaking through, but fracturing through, and the wood is beginning to break against your bodies. Uh, 20 with bonus. 20 with bonus, okay. Five. Five. So you feel the weight of the pole arm smack into the door as this man is just pushing through. Oh, did he pull it out? No, the people are pushing him and the thing through the fucking pole arm. (laughs) So it just begins to splinter and chip away. You only take one damage as just like small fragments of wood and like the edge of his blade begin to crash against your cheek. And you like lean back and you can see just the crescent of his blade as it's beginning to splinter through the wood of the doors. Okay. And you can feel the other men, again, just crashing up with their shoulders and elbows, putting all of their weight against it. The door is still not breaking, but you can feel it's beginning to, like, dwindle. Shit. I imagine um, I can't heal a door. No. Um, <laughs> just how, wanted to check. How far away are the stairs from where we're standing at the door? Ten feet. Ten feet? Yep. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to take <clears throat> some pieces of rope okay say uh make them kind of thin where they still have some tensile strength but they're not immediately you know not immediately visible okay and i'm just gonna line the bottom of the door with it okay that way, if they break through and try to run in, they're going to hit just a plethora of trip wires. <laughs> um, just so you goal. step back from the door though i'm oh shit i would have to, to do that correct Felix, hold the door. Hang on. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> That's great. Right. There you go. Hold the door. I'm lining the trip wires. Why don't... Oh, my goodness. Paul, make a strength check. Do I... No checks for With the... advantage. 
correct. Oh, it's mine. It's... Ooh, okay. okay. Well, that was base 15, so it's 13. And you feel the chains begin to pull out as the center portion of the door begins to bow open, and you watch as the hinges on the heights of the corners begin to press out, and the nails begin to fall, and you hear the hinges clasp, and the door begins to, under the weight of all of these people, topple, make a dexterity saving throw. You have to make a dexterity saving throw as well to try to fall away. away from the door. 11. 11, yep. Oh, shit. Six. Oh, glad I healed you. Yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> it's all gone now. I'm getting crushed by a door and several people. So you take three bludgeoning okay, damage. Felix, you leap back as you watch as the hens cascade down and clank against the ground, and you see these four men bursting through the door as it breaks from the height, falling out of the frame. And as you step back, you watch as Nesgrim is hit in the back and the shoulder because you were turned to the mm-hmm. side, pulling these ropes. I imagine and things I didn't taught. have enough time to run. Nope. Yeah. Okay. So it smacks into your your shoulder, and you are pushed back, and you fall prone a foot or so back away from the door. Fuck. And there are now four bandits standing here, and I'm prone in the doorway. I'm immediately going to attempt to attack. Oh, right short bow boy. Okay. See you in a week, guys. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna be here next week. I will not switch my focus, so... I might not be either. Seven. Seven. You kill Short Bowman. Okay. You watch as his eyes just fill and burst with blood, and his nose just trickles downwards, and he falls down onto the door. <laughs> and just... Oh, you just... You watch. Like, you're no longer under the door, so you're at least okay. Yeah, it's not cool. going to be more pressure, but he just smashes down onto the ground. And cool. just to clarify, that is the man that said he was going to eat everything? Correct. Okay. That you love. I'm going to lick my lips... And then look at Dagger Boy. Okay. <laughs> Very Cut good. It. It's, uh... Ether and Retora upstairs. What are you doing? Uh, I'm running towards... You hear the door crash and break open. And you okay. hear men yelling downstairs. I, I yell to Retora. Uh, Retora, downstairs! And I run down the stairs. Okay. Are you dashing or are you just running? Because you would be able to get down the majority of the flight of the stairs to this way you would be able to still have an action as you descend the staircase. Yes, I would like to go partially. Because I'll say a short sentence like that again does not consume your action. Sure. Yes, I would like to do that and then uh, toll the dead on the first bandit that I see there. So I guess the dagger one. Okay. Uh, Actually, I'll do it with the halberd guy because he can hit more people. Mm. And he looks the worst, I think, right, out of them? I don't think he's been hit. Uh, he's only taken three. Oh. You hit him the one time, didn't mm-hmm. you? Or no, you ran away from him. Yeah. I got Fourteen. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Literally, oh, he's uh, got no bonus. I rolled fourteen both times. First battle's gonna be a party wipe. Mm-hmm. So you run down and you attempt to toll the dead at this man. Yeah. And he just shakes it and shrugs it off and looks at you at the stairs. Okay. Because if it ties, it passes, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Ritora, you are in Sister Madeline's office. Are you running out as Ether yells towards you? You said there's a grap- two grappling hooks? Correct. Where, oh, where are these other two bandits? Two bandits. Two, ha- two grappling hooks. 
I mean, you don't know that both of them made it. One could have slipped on the icy exterior. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I peer out the window and see two dead people. Is that, is that what <laughs> That's happened? That's so convenient. Is that what happened? There was only one made it? Oh, right. <laughs> it was popping a dig for every point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming there's no one obviously in this room with me. Besides... Yep. Just the body of Sister Madeline on the ground. I'd love to see if she's alive and heal her, but I can't, so... Okay. Uh, I... Did any... Either of the... Like, did any of the sisters walking the children seem... Hurt? Not hurt. Um, less well-off than the others that no. we've met? No, you only saw Sister Freya and Sister Alicia escorting the children. Okay. And both of them looked okay. What about the... Oh, we didn't meet Sister Freya. I'm Correct. Sister Freya is the one who works in the nursery. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I guess... Dash back dash towards. Back, yeah. Okay. As you run by, make a perception check. I doubt it's likely anyone went in the storage room, given that it was very bright, but... Uh, I don't know. Perception. I think it would have only disoriented someone uh, for a few seconds. Is that? I think yeah, if you're hungry enough, spot. bright lights not um, gonna stop you. Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. You run out into the hallway and you turn back towards the left to go towards the area in which Ether yelled out to you mm-hmm. to the spiral staircase that you had previously ascended from. As you are running out, you f- see slick, wet footprints from boots and small tracks of little fragments of snow that you had not seen previously as you entered Sister Madeline's room out into the hallway and going to the right. Towards the storage room? Correct. <laughs> oh, man. This is uh, I'm going to follow the footprints. <sighs> and you run towards the storage room. Oh, wait. That they didn't go... The kids didn't go in the storage room. No, they went into the nursery oh, opposite. Okay. So I'm... you're going to not follow the tracks? Yeah. Okay. So you rush over towards the stairs, and you begin to descend down, and you see Ether towards the bottom of the steps and watch as he extends and attempts to toll the mm-hmm. dead at another enemy, and the man with the halberd looks and shrugs it off. Yours. Yours. Whatever you may choose to do. Uh, I'm going to spend half my movement and stand up. Very good. Step number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then... You're about ten feet away from the doorway. So and you are Halford with... Dude is on the other side of the door, right? He is in the door frame, so you are within ten feet of him. I guess I'm going to just have to fight this, this dude, right? Alright, I'm going to charge forward with my shield and sword out. Okay. And I'm going to run forward screaming at him. Make your attack roll at the man with the halberd. Okay. Uh, it's gonna be a... Ooh. Uh, 17 to hit. 17 hits. Roll your damage. Alright, and I'm gonna swing... Uh, oh, I'm holding my shield so one-handed. Okay. It's not bad. 8 damage. 8? So yeah. You lean forward with your shield first as he readies his halberd to attempt to parry your attack, and you push upward with your shield exposing his chest and you plunge your sword right through him and he just drops his halberd and spins slightly falling to the ground three bandits left three um for my bonus action I'm gonna pick up his halberd 
Okay. So you lean down to <laughs> pick up its halberd? halberd now? It's my halberd now. <laughs> what are you dropping to pick this item up? You have a shield and a longsword in your hands. I will advise you, a halberd is definitively a two-handed weapon. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to use the shield and the halberd. Yeah, I'm not going to pick up the halberd. Correct. <laughs> I was like, I was just starting to think about what the mm-hmm. damage on a halberd is anyway, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's 1d8, but I don't know. It's more. It's 1d12. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it? Oh, is it? Really? Damn. Yeah. Halberds are good. Put your AC That's why I only made one of them. Because <laughs> you would drop I would have been an asshole if I made more with whole arms. <laughs> we're, uh-huh. we're still probably going to die. We'll see. Well, I'm not shield. looking yeah, too good. Okay. So I have two bandits with daggers, one bandit with a short sword. You run up, kill the man with the halberd, and as you do, both the ones with the daggers attack you. And I have rolled my first natural 20. Oh, uh, rip. Shit. I'll be the first. The other one only rolls an 11, so that will miss. But I do 4 plus 4 plus 2. Ideal. Well, it would be 10, but I have to check the chart for uh, yield piercing damage and roll a d20. An 8. Yep. I... I deal 10 damage to you because I rolled the damage twice and add them together. I am down. So you watch in horror as Nesgrim plunges his longsword through the chest of the man with the halberd. He slightly goes limp and drops his halberd. And in a rush, the other man, or the other two men with daggers, both plunge at the side of Nesgrim. And you watch as one just catches him right in the area where the chainmail stops, like right above his hip but he digs it up into his side, like almost breaching into his ribs. And you watch as Nesgrim begins to fall in front of your eyes. John, I swear to God, if you leave it here. <laughs> and will. <laughs> leave it there. Because you still have one more week. Thank Don't you look very, at me. Thank you very much, friends. <laughs> <sighs> Guys, thank you so much for watching tonight. I hope you enjoyed uh, tonight's episode. Um, we will be back tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern time for Princes of the Apocalypse. And then Friday for the first episode of our uh, bi-weekly fun campaign based on the Dragon of Icepire Peak. Um, fun. Yeah. <laughs> Keyword fun. With the characters that, uh, that you guys helped to create and roll. Um, there will also be some interactive elements um, including a chat-controlled NPC of some kind that mm-hmm. I'm uh, that I'm working on that you guys will be able to assist uh, or hinder the party in some minor ways um, for for bits and donations and some other things uh, as well as some other cool stuff. So be sure uh, to be here on Friday to check that out because I think it's going to be a really good time. Um, and then we'll be back on Sunday for the next episode of Tales of Setendor. Uh, if you're new here, make sure you follow so you can find us again. We stream D&D three to four times a week. Um, you can go to our website, notgreatrpg.com, to find our schedule of shows and events uh, for everything that we do, um, as well as all of our other fun information. Social media sponsors, if you like cool D&D stuff and want to save money on it, go check that page out. Um, but thank you guys. We're also going to be at PAX. 
Yes, we will be at, yeah, we'll be at PAX Unplugged on Saturday, December 7th. So if anybody is in the Philadelphia area and are interested in going to PAX Unplugged, we will be there in our Not Great RPG certs. So you'll be able around. to find us. Yeah, we'll be walking around that day. So I'm, I'm sure if you're there, you'll probably see us at some point. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. Have a wonderful evening. Bye, friends. Bye-bye. Bye. Good night.